0: It's coming down from the gallows, and I don't
1: have very long. you yeah! go astray. Hello, welcome to episode one two three of the UK Steelers podcast. You're joined as always by your host, Simon Stanley, and two of our co-hosts, Rich Satrone, Gavin Marshall. How are you doing, guys?
2: Good. No one knows where Dave is. That's Yeah, yeah. Fine.
1: he's got AWOL. Hope, Maybe he'll show up.
2: I hope, I hope he's alright. I'm sure he's surrounded in nappies and feeding bottles. <laughs> Put it. Doesn't you know, know what time it is.
1: I was talking to my, like our my boss at work. Sends us like WhatsApp. We're in like a WhatsApp group just because we get on. And uh, she was saying that she had poo in a washing machine the other day. Sorry to start with the shit talk straight off the top, but um, from from kids coming home. And I was just like, I'm getting secondhand stress about being a dad from people that are parents. You want to talk some shit? <laughs> Can you imagine that you just put a spin cycle on and then you see it in the door and you've got to sit there and watch it for an hour?
2: Yeah, then uh, that's something that needs to be designed better. Actually, is is a, an emergency abort button on your washing machine because about <laughs> yeah, times you it. set it off yeah. and they're like, oh no, I, why have I put a red thing in with the thing? I and mean, you have to like do a drain and it takes twenty minutes. It just needs like drain that thing, get get everything out. Got a crisis mode, Didn't like a parachute rip cord thing. That's what you need. And I've now with the washing...
1: uh, now with his opinion on washing machine tech. Rich Tron, <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, Rich?
0: <laughs> okay, good. Good.
1: How are you guys doing? Yeah. Okay. One of the strangest starts, I think, we've had to this show. Um, must be because Dave isn't here. Anyway. Yeah. Let's dispense with the nonsense. Big Ben played his final game at home, um, we presume, um, on Monday night. I was going to say Sunday night. Um Steelers win 26-14 against the Browns in what was, I felt, uh, yeah, it was a special night, right? It was one of the best nights we've had this season. I think this season's been kind of dour for me, at least, a lot of the time, thinking the Steelers are going to lose every week. Um, but this was this is going to be one of the highlights, I think, um, with the performance as a whole, and then you know watching Ben walk around at the end. I don't know if you want to talk about the game first, or if you want to talk about the Ben stuff first, I don't know. but Talk um, about Ben first, yeah, that was, that's, that's the headline, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, we'll get to the game, like we always do, but... Um, some just really nice imagery at the end, right? Obviously he gets the final kneel down, which is cool. Um, Then, you know, he walks around like that entire stand and I thought Peyton Manning was going to have a stroke thinking he was going to go all the way around if you were watching that broadcast. And, uh, and then he walks off down the tunnel with his family. I thought it was quite cute. Yeah. I I got, I got me, I got a
2: bit emotional. Mm. Like It it affected me. I mean, it was, it's really touching. It's nice to see the passion and the love in, in that place. And, and you feel, you feel, you could see him feeling it, right? In, in, like live, like come to finish a game like that. And then suddenly for, for a reality to hit you and, yeah. you know, all the, all the memories to come flashing back, like they were saying on a broadcast and everything, and just be thinking about everything that's happened there. And they, yeah. It's great. It's great, great, great scenes. In a fitting send off, I thought. Yeah.
1: And yeah, I, yeah, I thought right it now. was. Sorry,
2: go on, Rich. <clears throat> I was going to say, I, I thought it was really
3: uh, wise on his part too, to, to take in that moment the way he did because you don't see that a lot in athletics, you know. Um, and he really, I mean, he t- he hung out there a long time and took everything in, you know, and just just savored the moment. And and I really, I really respected that. And, and I, I, I have a little understanding of what that's like. It's like when we're on a job gab that we really like, and you know, it's your last day. Mm-hmm. you know and like i've done that before like in in, in the batman movies so I, I think oh it's my last day in the suit. i'm just going to take all this in and savor it and i think it's a really wise thing because he's going to remember that and it's you know the rest of his life he's going to have those memories you know compared to if he just would have you know ran into the locker room like normal so i thought that was really cool
2: yeah the one thing is do, do, i mean it's, it's definitely it right i mean yeah there's there's <coughs> he, he's i mean the
1: he said it right in the post game, basically.
2: Yeah, because the thing is, in the game, he played reasonably well. Now, is there is there any 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 shred of doubt in him or in the fan base that people are clamoring for him not to retire, or, or what do you think? Or it, it's just this, it's done, and this this is it. I mean, I know I know that probably is what's happening, but
1: I just think it worked out so nicely. I think for everyone involved, I don't think anybody wants, you know, well, I am sure some people do, but but you know, what I mean, I don't. I think everybody's ready to accept that this is. This is a nice place to bookend it, right? And and did Ben play that well? I mean, it felt like he was kind mm. of running out of gas in this game.
3: <laughs> yeah, I didn't think he was... It wasn't one of his better games. I, I it actually, You know, interestingly enough, this this game was what I expected at the beginning of the season. Mm. This is what I expected to see from Mars Steeler team. I expected to see an improved running game and, and a badass defense. And Ben, like, kind of uh, hit and miss, kind of okay. And that's pretty much what we got. And if we would have had this for the... For the whole season like this, we would obviously be, be in the playoffs for sure.
2: Well, I guess that's my point. If 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 the running game and we'll get into the reasons of why we thought the running game was better, but if the running game could be like this and, and the defense could step up, you know, and play better than it I mean, with the sack fest and everything, but with the total defense that the the the, the, the team is capable of playing, I mean could could you carry Ben in the in, in with this team? I mean, or, or or was it just the moment? Was it the the fact that the Browns? I don't care how much you prepare and you and you you try and say that you're going to go when you're eliminated. You're going to go out there and, and give it 100%. You know, they 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 were a beaten team, right? And 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 the atmosphere in there and and Ben elevated his game. Everything everything was elevated. So was it just a mirage? Was it just a trick that? You know, that that, that that team, I thought the team looked good. I, I didn't mean necessarily Ben, but I just mean it looked like a viable offense, right? Yeah.
1: Well, well, I am excited to see next week and then going into next season if, if you know, any of what we saw today actually gets carried over. But I, I do think it was equal parts Cleveland. Like, they looked like a, a broken team. You know, I, I wanted to bring this up anyway. They, they looked like this was the week that they gave up. Yeah. So I think they, not not to take anything away from, you know, what the defense did especially, but um it, it really did not feel like the the Browns came to play this game, <laughs> pumped up at all. So they played their part as the Washington yeah, General as well. Yeah, yeah,
3: right. Well, well, they were busted up on defense too. You know, yeah. they they had a lot of starters out. You know, as well. You know, we had we had a few out ourselves. But um I think it's you know like like most things in life, I think it's a combination of a number of factors. You know, it was, it was the Browns being being busted up and not maybe not, not the game didn't mean anything to them. And it was our defense coming together and, and, and realizing this game is very important. And this is Ben's last game at Heinz field. And that stuff matters. I know some people don't really understand that, but the mental aspect of, of sports is, 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 uh, very, very underrated. It's, it's hugely important. And, uh, I, you know, I think it was a bunch of factors that all came together. Mm.
1: I think the atmosphere definitely helped. Like you said, it was uh, it was the craziest I've seen Hinds in a while.
2: Yeah, it was great. yeah. I
3: think, I think that's it, the biggest attendance they had all year too, right? Or or, mm-hmm. or right up there because lately it hasn't been packed in there.
2: Yeah, I think I, I think you're right. I think it, it probably is the highlight of the season so far for me. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it helped. I guess it was a prime time game. It was, you know, the. Just, just the whole occasion. But I think, think it was. Be... going
1: on as well. You were seeing the emergence of of Najee really in the run game, and then you were seeing TJ yeah. go for that sack record when you thought maybe it was out of reach last week, and then you yeah. see Ben. Obviously, there's a lot going on in this game. So yeah, it wasn't just. Oh ben. man, I mean, that was to be honest, that was the thing in the in the in the final quarter. I'm just
2: absolutely rooting for for TJ to get that extra sack right, and it's just yeah. such a shame because to get it in in the 17 games would have been. That would have been really special. Well,
1: uh, you know, I thought that, and then when I actually looked, seventeen weeks, so, so. someone tweeted about this, and they they said, "Oh, people say it doesn't count because it's seventeen weeks." TJ has missed three games. <laughs> He's played fourteen games. This is true. This is true. That's, a good, that's a good. That's uh, a good. That's a good asterisk. So actually. that took away my feeling of like, because even then, when people look back on the records and see that, you can always say, "Well, technically, he only played fourteen games." So. I'm sorry, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's, but it's tough to
3: really go by that line of thinking with with the NFL. Like baseball, you know, they've had the same amount of games and the fields have been the same for, for so long. Like that that game like very rarely changes. But look how many times the NFL has upped the amount of games in their schedule. I mean, what, at one time they had 10 games, they had 12, they had 14. You know, it just, it's changed so much that you can't. It is what it is. It's like a thousand yards doesn't mean anything really anymore. But they still use it. They still go, Oh, we got a thousand yards. That's it's easy these days. I mean it's two thousand should be the mark when you think about it. Mm. But yeah, that's 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 the NFL. It's changed a lot over the years and keeps changing. Yeah. Right. Do
2: we need to talk
1: about the other news? Okay, yeah. Before we yeah, before we jump fully into this game, let, let's talk about everyone's uh Favorite miscreant Antonio Brown. <laughs> um, now, before we do this, I should say um, he's like said a lot of stuff today, right? Have you read all the stuff that he said today? Yeah, he's yeah.
2: released. He's got to. As I think it was, was it rapport, Someone said, yeah. "Ah, we've got to the text message release stage of this <laughs>
1: saga." Well, I, I want to go deep into this, to be honest, because I don't know. I got some mixed feelings about it. But before you do, um, play the message that Brown sent out on cameo to someone uh, before the Steelers game.
2: This this is a strange one.
1: I know you sad about Ben Roethlisberger
2: retiring. I wouldn't bet on that yet because Big Ben has a lot of football yet left. And he didn't say that his career was over. He didn't say that it was his last game in Field, So we can't speculate and recollect upon him not playing anymore. <laughs> and let's keep Ben this booming. So let's keep Big Ben in our warm prayers and hopes. And wish him luck tonight. Bowman.
1: Bowman. <laughs> Look, baby. I mean, for, recollect, recollect. What did he say? I love it. It's speculate like, and recollect. Speculate and recollect. That's he just invented a damn word. Such an Antonio Brown, is it? But this comes fresh off him um, marching off the sidelines in a, in a very public display where he's throwing his shirt and his gloves into the away stand and he's. Uh, He's literally. There's a great image of him. I'm sure you've seen it, right? Where he's he's just jumping in the end zone as the the game is going on behind him. Like Brady's got the ball like 60 yards down the field, and he's just in the end zone.
2: Were you, were you watching this live on on Red Zone, like yeah, I was? Yeah. Because they cut to it as he was throwing the gloves. He'd already he was already padless, shirtless, right, and throwing the gloves. What the hell? What, what is going on <laughs> here? Right. But then, yeah, it's it, it, it's it's got stranger, right? It's got.
1: It's supposedly that he. Uh, already knew so Bruce Arians already knew that his ankle was injured. He told him that he didn't know if he could go. That he releases these text messages that apparently say uh, Bruce Arians like wants him near the team in case he can go. Obviously, then he does start playing that game. Uh, he's making out that he was sitting on the sideline saying that he can't go, and that Bruce Arians was insisting that he go in or he's off the team. Um, uh, now, now, this this strikes me... I don't know what you guys think. This story strikes me as, like, an ounce of truth that he's taken... Because everyone's, like, believing him now, which... Uh, I don't doubt that it kind of happened, right? That Bruce Arians would do that, and that um, they probably were trying to get him back in the game. Like, I, I, but I don't think that his reaction is probably warranted. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, why... Why Why, why, yeah, why
1: would you jump up, throw up, like, take your shirt off, throw it... Like, surely the right thing to do in that situation would be to hold your ground and insist... That you're too injured to go in the game, right? Or like, or, or just yeah, just quietly leave. Yeah. Why? Yeah, why did that? he regulate that he, the best <laughs>
2: thing to do was to
1: strip off and dance through the end zone while Tom Brady and the offense were on the field? Exactly. And then that was the other thing that got me. He said that his ankle was good, but if you actually watch I mean, him, he's, he's springing around the end zone. So yeah, I'm not. I know. I'm not saying that he should go in if his ankle is injured, right? But also, is it a good look to be uh, diving around like a prat in the end zone when your excuse is that your ankle's injured? I don't know seems strange to me. Has he has he ever taken ownership for any of the things well, that, that is he's a great done? Point. And I'll tell you the other thing that gets me. I think that everything with Antonio Brown is is a little bit more calculated than we think. I do think he makes rash decisions, right? I'm not saying that he doesn't. But uh, looking at all the Oakland stuff, you know, that whole frozen foot debacle and the refusal to wear the, the specific helmet, it was all just a ploy to get out of Oakland and into the into Tampa, right?
2: Well, into the Pats wasn't it first and then Sorry. Was right, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah, whichever way it came. Well, to get to Brady is the point. And um, I've always felt these things are a little bit more calculated. And then there was this discussion about uh, Antonio Brown had apparently tried to get his incentives fully guaranteed a day before this happened. Um, Which makes me think, did Antonio Brown just want out? Yeah.
2: They're not incentives if they're guaranteed. Yeah. They're just, they're just your pay packet.
1: So I don't know. I think there's more to this story than we know.
2: Are you saying he's an evil genius and he actually knows that Brady and Co aren't going to win the Super Bowl and he wants to move on to the whoever? If he's the right not an evil, here.
1: if he's not an evil genius, then I'm suggesting that there's at least some like evil genius apprentices hanging around him, you know? Right. Operating in the shadows. Shadow men. Yeah.
2: Well, we'll see what happens there. Does he? Does he? Does he, does he get another team? Does he well, they, get another well,
1: chance? I, originally I would have said definitely not, but now this has all come out, and pe- the, the initial reaction seems kind of positive to, towards AB. Because my last my last point is, and
2: before I, I want to hear what Rich thinks, but up until now, AB's antics should we should we call them antics? I don't think they've ever come this close to the field. This was as yeah. close as it's got, and it, and it's clearly affected the team. Um, I mean, they actually came back and won the game, but. <laughs> they, they could have easily lost this game and you could have blamed it on, you know, on AB. I mean, it was only t- Tom Brady's greatness at the end that, that won the game. We'll, we'll talk about that later. So. Um, uh, uh, so I think, you know, you could argue that this quitting on a team mid game is the most unforgivable thing in football terms that he's ever done.
1: Yeah, compared th- I mean, this, other stuff. this is way worse than when he threw that couch out the window and nearly killed that kid. I agree with you, Gav. Well, no, I'm saying in, <laughs> in, in a humanity, you know, <laughs> normal,
2: social, you know, sociopath. No, I know little, what you mean. This, this is what things.
1: impacts a football team. This is what they care about is, is yeah. when you put their image and make them look silly. Bruce Arians. Or, or beyond that, it's actually affecting the outcome of a game, their likelihood of winning a
2: game, yeah. which is you've only got 17 of those. So where, where are you on this, Rich? Do you think it gets another 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 shot?
3: Yeah, he's proven that he's uh, still a viable receiver in the NFL. Somebody will give him a shot. Uh, I, I don't understand. Like, I, I could empathize with Antonio Brown much more, you know, based on his his uh, his whatever that was a tweet or whatever message he sent out. If he didn't turn walking off the field into a Hollywood production, yeah. like that, I don't understand And I don't understand the people that are siding with him because. If you if you really if you really felt that the Buccaneers are forcing you to play when you're injured, then why not simply walk back to the locker room and say, I, I'm sorry, I can't go. I, I got to go back to the locker room, maybe get this x-rayed. I, you know, I'm sorry, I can't go and just walk back to like normal or, or be accompanied by a trainer, walk back and get your ankle checked out. But he made a whole production out of it. Like how like it's so much more difficult for me to believe that this guy's sincere. Because, like, why do you do that? You know, it's just it's it's same old A B. I'm sorry, it's just the same same garbage from from a guy who's, you know, you know, I, I've I've said it before in the past that maybe the guy has CET and he, it's undiagnosed. I don't know. Maybe something. There's got to be some reason for this this behavior. It's just very odd.
1: Yep. But but then someone pointed out that he was always kind of nuts. Someone said that what, was mm. that. what was I listening to? That in college, like he got thrown out of the first college he got a scholarship to. Um, I don't know. I was hearing some stuff that he was like kind of nuts before he even came into the NFL. So I don't know. Like, you know.
2: All uh, right. I, I don't remember too much nuts stuff early until... In the Steelers.
1: Yeah. Well, that uh, was yeah. my thought. But then obviously people have been praising Tomlin now. You know, mm. saying that he kept a lid on things, which you know maybe I don't know. It's
3: yeah. <laughs> well, and yeah, some I... guys, some guys are just their worst, their own worst enemy. You know, some people are. They're just, you know, they just have this issue, whatever it it stems from, that they're, you know, they they do this type of thing to themselves and sabotage themselves.
1: Do do you think that this ultimately plays into, because I think three or four years ago, you wouldn't have asked anyone and they would have said that Antonio Brown one day wouldn't be a Hall of Famer. And now it feels like the narrative has flipped and people kind of think this is what will ultimately, you know, stop him from. Going to Canton? Do you think that this is a that this will play into that? I mean, we've seen that with other people, right?
2: I think he's a Hall of Famer. I don't. I don't think you can take away that decade hmm. of absolute dominance where you know there was him, Julio Jones, and Megatron, and that's it—the holy trinity—and then possibly you know Steve Smith. But uh, who? Who else? What I, other I receivers yeah. in that in that decade? I, I, all this is is a postscript to all that. And and you yeah. know they put To in Randy, you know all those guys that you know have to have had issues in the past. Nothing nothing quite like this, but T.O. didn't even turn up to the ceremony. I mean, it's still going on.
0: Yeah,
3: I honestly don't know anyone who's been kept out of the NFL Hall of Fame because of their attitude, because you would think if it was going to be someone, it would be T.O., but I, I can't think of anyone that that's happened to.
2: Chris Carter got in. I mean, he was run out of town. Philadelphia, right? Because he, he, he snorted his way out of town, didn't he? <laughs>
3: Yeah, I don't I don't remember what yeah. that situation was. Yeah,
2: man. It was, I, he was I, like high end games, I think.
3: I mean they left O. J. in there. They didn't pull his bust out. Mm. You know, so they don't they seem to separate the two, which which they should. It's not you know, it's not about what kind, type of citizen or what type of person you are, it's what you did on the field and you know, if that sounds cruel, sorry, but that's that's what the Hall of Fame is. It's about what you did on the field.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's part of history, right? I suppose it's you got to draw the line in the sand somewhere. Um, yeah, I've long said the NFL can't be the moral arbiter of all things. I think that's where they get themselves in trouble sometimes. Um,
2: yeah, I mean, it does. It does seem like who who has the league not forgiven? Yeah. Um, I mean, Ray Ray Rice. He was done. Um, one and done. He was in a clean record, and then lift assault or whatever we're, still, we're
1: still waiting on the Deshaun Watson forgiveness yeah that's
2: an interesting one <laughs> yeah. and
1: one that could play into Pittsburgh yeah, I mean, yeah. well maybe I don't I mean,
2: see ima- it imagine that
1: hmm.
2: but yeah I mean is there anyone else that the... not, not that many I mean everyone else seems to come back Tyreek Hill Kareem Hunt yeah uh, who was the guy that assaulted a woman in a bath? He didn't come oh, back. Mix- Hard- Mixon
1: did that and
2: came back? No, no, no. Is it was a def- Panther? Is it Hardy? Huh? He didn't come back. He didn't come back actually. Oh no, he did. He got back. He came back with the the Cowboys. So yeah, even him. So yeah, I'm not sure that the league is has got that long a memory with these kind of incidents. Hmm. I mean, it, Bruce Arians hasn't even got that long a memory because they they. He did the whole vaccine thing, and they were like, yeah, no, he's done. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Chris Godwin's injured. No, actually, he's not done. He's fine. AB's back. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think this moral shenanigans isn't really as real as they want you to believe.
1: Yeah. So, that's AB for this week. <laughs> Let's see where he is in a few weeks now. Um Should we get into this game fully, properly? I, I actually, So, this was a fun game, so I actually uh, charted it properly this time, so We'll go through it, and you can uh, you can stop me at any point if you want to talk about a specific uh, play or something like that. Um, the game opened up. It was uh, pretty back and forth, I think, for a while. Um, just trade in uh, as possessions. With about 5.30 left in the first quarter, the Browns go for it on 4th and 7. Cam Haywood has his second batted pass of the game. They turn the ball over. Um, we go for a 4th and 5 of our own um, at the end of the first quarter, uh, and the pass is knocked down. So it's still, it's still 0-0 going into the second quarter. Um, and then that was when with 11 minutes left in the second quarter the Browns removed Chase Claypool's shoe I want to talk to you about this on a third down stop um, allowing the Steelers to continue the touchdown drive with a throw to DJ uh, making it 7-zip um, that that shoe removal play <laughs> that's a boneheaded move on third down where you stopped him shot by clowning that is uh, that is the worst of the worst I mean can you imagine as a coach <laughs>
2: I mean, it, it's just petulance, isn't it?
1: Mm. I also thought he kind of tried to twist his leg on that play. Oh, I didn't notice that. I don't know. Did you see this, Rich? I, yeah,
3: I noticed it. I thought yeah, it, it looked was like...
1: very aggressive. I don't know. Yeah, it
3: was. It, it's a good way to tweak a meniscus doing that.
1: Yeah. It felt like he was going to hurt him on that play. It really did. Um, we moved on a bit. Um, Withers- uh, Witherspoon gets his first pick of, well, his only pick of this game. Um, but his pick of Baker, Mayfield, still 7-0, um, three minutes left in the second ha- in, the fir- in the second quarter. Sorry, Steelers get stopped in the red zone, kick a field goal, goes to 10-0 at the half. Um, we enter the third. Steelers are halted in the red zone again, get th- get to 13-0. Uh, two minutes left in the third quarter, Baker hits his receiver with beat spoon, going across for a big gain on a play-action pass to inside the 10, and then Baker hits Njoku, who hangs on in the corner of the red zone on third and goal, making it 13-7. Um, I thought Hayden could have done a bit better on that on that Njoku touchdown but maybe we'll get to that when we talk about the players yeah,
2: yeah he could have done
1: yeah, yeah I don't know it, 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 he's a big guy Njoku I suppose
2: it was just it was it was a high throw yeah Njoku's a you know when was out, it was just out yeah out Hayden I yeah. don't know Tough one. If, if it was a better throw from, from Baker, like more accurate, then perhaps Hayden would have, bit like bizarrely or ironically or whatever, then
1: perhaps Hayden would have a had coach. a better chance of defending it. But
2: it was so assailed and high that um, it kind of played into Njoku's freakish hands.
1: Well, Baker will tell you that's what he meant to do. Right. <laughs> they moved into the fourth quarter. The Steelers uh, got another field goal, 16 7. And at no point up until now was I ever concerned that the Browns were in this game because Baker looked so poor. Um, that I just I don't know even with the, when it was a one score game I just kind of felt confident that, that they weren't going to do anything. Um, but w- with the Browns got the ball back, uh, end up back to all the way up to fourth and thirty one. I think it got to chance of TJ Watt could be heard from the, sa- uh, the stands as the Browns punt from their own end zone. Steelers return it to the Browns thirty eight. Um, defense just felt dominant at that point. And that was like to me like the the height before the Browns kind of got themselves back into it a little bit. Um, where you just thought, wow, this is this is an absolutely dominant performance. Um, Boswell kicks a forty-eight yard field goal with five minutes left, making nineteen-seven. Um, back-to-back sacks lead to a fourth and nineteen for the Browns. TJ had his fifth, almost had his fifth sack for the record, um, but Highsmith got there half a second quicker. You see that? Yeah, that was I was like, he's got it, and then Highsmith just came out of nowhere and just died <laughs> to Baker. I was like, TJ is going to be so mad. Um, then uh, with one minute left the Browns get some calls from the refs I felt Um, there was a PI in the end zone gave them uh, seven and a chance a chance anyway for an onside kick at 19-14 Steelers recover the onside kick then Najee runs for that long touchdown thanks to some excellent blocking from Derek Watt Um, came across the formation picks up two defenders on one play allowing Najee to run to the outside doesn't go down, good for him 26-14 Uh, And then with 10 seconds left, Norwood picks Baker and gives Ben that that last kneel down. Um, So a lot kind of went on in this game. Um, I feel like, I don't know if you want to start on the offense first. We kind of talked about Ben, but I want to talk about the run game. Obviously, that feels like the most important thing going forward. Um, But to me, I want to talk about the Browns first, because the Browns to me felt like they were just going nowhere in this game. Baker looked totally shot. I think this is his last two games for the Browns. I can't see him bringing it back. Do you think so?
2: Do you think they won't extend it? I mean, they, 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 they've still got the They've still got a year, and... yeah,
1: that's true. But I don't know, I, could, can you, I don't. I feel like unless they really can't get out from under it, unless they can't find a trade partner or something, I feel like they're going to want to move on. Because I don't think they think he's their guy anymore. Uh, I think he's played his way out of it these last but, 10 games. But he
2: But why would you do that if you're the Browns? I mean, this isn't the Browns, thankfully, not the Browns UK podcast. But why would you do that? I mean... The long list of, of failed QBs. He's at least
1: you know, so, but, it, but viable. Yeah, but if if they hold on to him this year and they don't want to re-sign him, then he has no tradable value. So, but who's going to trade? What are you going to trade him for? Spare parts? I think I don't know. I reckon you could probably grab something out of him. I reckon you could use him as a piece in a trade, or maybe they want to go for a, a veteran quarterback. Who knows? Oh, I can't see it. I, I,
2: I, I'd be surprised. I, I think they will end up sticking with him, but maybe that's.
3: What, you think, what do you think Rich? Didn't he announce that he's getting surgery on his shoulder
1: in the yeah, off season? Yeah, and he's not playing next week apparently.
3: So I mean I mean they could look at this like he's been playing injured the whole year and that's affected his accuracy a lot. So I don't know. I I, I don't think they're going to give up on him.
2: I think they're going to I think they're going to
3: he'll be their quarterback next season.
2: I mean, how many first round picks have they spent? I mean, Couch, Whedon. Uh, 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 Manziel, and you know, I'm, I'm sure there's others that I've forgotten. I mean, this this Baker's been the best one of any of their first round QBs, hasn't he?
3: Yes, in in recent recently, yeah. I think yeah. was Kosar a first round?
2: But that was the old Browns, right? I'm right, talking right and, and, in recent yeah in recently yeah. Yeah, since since the because yeah, I mean, it's not, whatever this team is, not the real Browns because the real Browns are in Baltimore, but this this since they <laughs> restarted, right, their most successful pick, they'd be crazy to move on. But,
1: but would they though? Like, are you championing Baker? Like, do you want Baker to be your quarterback?
2: No, but let, let have a little bit of so self self knowledge, self awareness.
1: I think so. I don't know, man. I think that is self awareness to know that this isn't your guy and swing again. If this was a different
2: franchise that had a history of like successful yeah, but scouting, its history
1: and... always instructive. Like this is a different organization to the one it was ten years ago. I know there's a historical, you know, stink on this team when it comes to that position, but
2: the football gods won't like it. That's what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, but the, 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 the Browns don't care about the football gods. The, the Browns are an analytics run team. If PFF was a football team, it'd be the Cleveland Browns.
2: Sure. Okay. Well, it's interesting. Interesting to follow. We'll see.
1: Probably why they uh, they're so bad. Um, <laughs> you can't win with analytics alone. <laughs> um, no. Let's move on to the Steelers though. Enough Browns talk. Yeah. Um, we did mention Ben, but uh, I don't know we really talked about his performance. Um, you said he played. You said he thought he had a good game, Gav. I just, I just think. Well, it was more the whole the whole offense looked looked
2: functional, and and he sort of thrived in 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 having a run game. You know, and, and he looked with a run game. You, you could you could live with Ben. I mean, I thought the, I thought the good was he he was thrown into the blitz well. Um, you know, he might not have the arm or the feet, the, you know, the mobility to effectively run RPOs, but he he, he seems to make the right decisions, right? So he's, he's savvy, and and we, and we saw a glimpse of like classic backyard Ben in the second quarter, first and ten. He like, dodged a sack and threw to Claypool deep. Um, it was incomplete, but it it was you know it was, you could see the decision making and 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 the, and the bravery and 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 the and the pump faking rather than double clutching. I just thought it was a there the were the, the things there were flashes of, of of old Ben, but yeah, there were still lots of bad like sailing balls and you know three and out in the third quarter after the Cleveland touchdown. That was all Ben. The the inaccurate short passes, the, the 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 timing being off, that wasn't great. Um, you know there was there was. Not taking a deep shot off an RPO, you know, still throwing underneath on third and long to Najee rather than passing deep, throwing deep to DJ when he's double covered in the first quarter, nearly threw a pick straight to you know McDowell when trying to hit Muth on fourth and five, uh, you know, it was confused by the, the disguise. Lucky the guy dropped it. Uh, had Claypool open for a touchdown third and eight in the red zone, but threw to Mooth underneath, which led to a field goal. So yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a great performance, but it was. What I'm saying is it was. It was. It was. It wasn't. A, it was a performance I thought Ben could be proud of, given the circumstances. It wasn't one that. It was like embarrassing for Ben. Yeah. You know, It was. It was. It was a solid Ben outing, supported by a great running, running, you know, offense running, performance.
1: Yeah. Just. Uh, I. It's just this. This passing game specific. I mean, the running game obviously was uh, much improved this week, but the passing game just felt stuck in the mud to me. It's just all behind the. I mean I felt like the Browns were trying to take away the deep pass. I think they probably knew that the, we were going to try and let Ben go out and and throw some bombs in this game. And that didn't really work. So maybe that's why we were being forced underneath so much. But we've seen it a lot this season, but it but it felt extreme in this game. Like I mean he's had 46 pass attempts for 123 yards. I mean that is mm. uh that's got to be one of the lowest averages you'll see. That's that's pretty uh pretty wild per per attempt. I don't know. I don't know what it usually is, but it must be uh, significantly higher than that.
2: Yeah, you'd um, expect it to be 250, 300 yeah. or something. So, And one touchdown, one interception, that's not great.
1: Yeah, the interception was weird. I mean, it didn't really matter because it was right at the end of the half, but I, I don't know what he was doing. Um, just yeah. threw it straight in front of a dude. Um don't know if he was just trying to make anything happen because it was the last five seconds or what.
2: But still, you don't want to give it back to them. You know, even yeah. no matter what yeah, happens, yeah. you don't want to give it to them to let them run it back on a miracle play, do you? Yeah, so. no. What do you think about Ben's play, Rich? I, I didn't
3: think he was particularly very good.
2: Um he his decision making
3: like like the one you guys just mentioned was was again, you know at times very shaky. Uh, he, I think you know, I, I think some things in the scheme he's still not really comfortable with. and I, I question the scheme myself on some of the like, do you guys remember the um late in the second quarter when they had first in goal and, and he tried to hit Ray Ray with that fade to the corner? Mm. Why are, why is that alignment the way it was? Why does Canada scheme it that way? Because he had Ray Ray on the left on the outside, and he had he had Clay or, or no, I'm sorry, he had Claypool far left outside, and then Ray Ray in the slot on the left. So Claypool ran the ran the slant, and Ray Ray ran the corner fade. Why not reverse those two guys? Why not put Ray Ray wide, have him run the slant? Because he's faster, and then have Claypool run the the fade to the corner. He's a bigger target. Mm. You know, I don't I don't understand that scheming. It, you know, yeah, call me, cra- call me crazy, but that makes no sense to me whatsoever. He's he's got he doesn't have guys doing what they should be doing for to play to their strengths.
2: Right. Well, th- this is a this is a personnel question. And I've had this all year actually, and I'm not sure is that is that Ike Hilliard that makes those calls. I don't. I don't know. That's a good question. I, I would think it was
3: the offensive coordinator, but I don't know.
2: I, I, I don't know. My limited understanding is that the, the the offensive coordinator plays the calls and the personnel, uh, you know, the position coaches, you know, they determine the personnel.
3: Well, maybe we have a problem there with Ike Hilliard then. But,
2: but Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Because, you know, it's so quick. You've got so much to decide so quickly. I don't know. So maybe yeah, that's the issue. Yeah. That's
3: why these but guys get bit, paid the big bucks, though. They right. be ready. but it's
2: happening on defense as well. I think you know, it's why, why are we having new sure. personnel in, in these in this situations? Why are we lining up like this? And oh, it, absolutely. It, sometimes the personnel doesn't match the play call. Cool. So I, I don't know. I think they need to like get around the table. Did you see the report? I mean, I'm jumping ahead a little bit. Did you see the report? I mean, credit to Sage, your son, right? About about the uh, uh, digging out the fact that how good Chris Morgan is. Mm. Mm-hmm. On the the O line coach, did you see the report that he he's um involved other position groups in O line meetings, bringing in tight ends, fullbacks, running backs, wide receivers to talk about run game? And this 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 wasn't happening previously. And lo and behold, what's happened? A total team performance with running game.
3: Yeah, yeah, I I don't understand it, it, it man. Could I I can just imagine. Him being Clem's assistant and just sitting there at times going, just biting his tongue, like, oh, my gosh, like, what's this guy doing? Like, I I, just such a weird situation, you know, and and it's so weird for the Steelers organization to make a mistake like that. And I think it is a mistake. I think the, the season was affected by it. You know, and it's like this is why we've been the great organization that we have. When you see teams that continuously lose and never get to the Super Bowl, it's not their coaching. It's it's the it's the office. It's the ownership. It's the general manager. You know, like it's it's how the it's their you know how they do things. And and Steelers have always been really good with that. And and this has been a strange year in a number of ways.
2: Yeah. But let's ho- let's hope it uh, is predictive. Like that you know that Chris Morgan this is this is a sea change because it it was a total I mean this was a totally different offence wasn't it in terms of the run success run production
3: absolutely and you know who else has something
2: to do with that too hasna she better believe it <laughs> yeah he, he's yeah. So, so much better but then but then you got to ask why 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 is he
1: not in I the start D- does this go to show how important the center is Do we just yes. overlook this because to me the, the entire inside of the offensive line looks so much better. It wasn't just Hassanow. It was like the entire, like, do you know what I mean? There was no, suddenly, there was no guy in Najee. Well, there was guys in Najee's face, but he at least could get to the line before he was presented with someone. Oh, like, oh right. Okay. So you've got an O line. Wait a minute. The
2: middle of it isn't getting pushed backwards. <laughs> it's shocking, yeah. right? Oh, wait. You've got a run play and, and there's a guy getting downfield and, and like m- blocking multiple people and, and like finishing plays. Who's this guy? Oh, it's the center.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. He just, you know, I mean, I I, I,
3: I, when I watched the game again a second time on offense, I just watched him. Like, I made sure I watched him every play to see what he And, you know, consequently, with the, one of the interesting things about his play was Najee's 33 R T D run was Hasenhauer's was worst play of the game, <laughs> which is, you know, kind of funny he got yeah. he actually got thrown to the side like like green does a number of times a game but it's the only time he did that's the only time that happened but he just he he just missed his line the line line to the defender was bad and the guy just kind of pushed him to the side and he went down to the ground but it's the only time that happened in the entire game you know, and he stayed in front of his blocks, and he usually was able to push the guys back in the running game. He was usually able to, you know, to make some room for Najee, and if he couldn't do that, he at least stayed in front of him and prevented him from making the tackle. And you know what's guys? What's really this is this will tell you exactly where we at, are at at the center position right now. When when Pouncey was in his in his prime, later in his career, but still in his prime, Hazenhauer was his backup, and if Pouncey couldn't play. Everybody is like, "Oh my God, Howsenhower's got to start." Oh man, we're so screwed, you know. And now it's like, and, and I'm sure he has not proved, Don't get me wrong, but now it's like, "Oh please, Hausenhauer, we need you to start. Please start." <laughs> you know, you know that just that just shows you what has happened to that position, our team. And you're absolutely right, Gavin. It, 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 and I'm not sure if it was you or Simon who said it, but yeah, this does show how important that position is to the Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: Yeah, yeah, and. PFF agrees. You know the top rated four players are on this team that played, you know, most of the snaps.
2: No, go on, tell us because I don't see this.
1: Trey Turner, Najee Harris, John LeGlu, and now So literally, your two guards, your center, and your running back. Trey Turner is wow. a top rated. Wow. Yeah, he, okay, he's that's... he's top rated. He's like eighty-one, I think. Um, Derek Watt's second, but he only plays five snaps, obviously. And then, um, wow. Yeah, now is about seventy-two. LeGlu's is about I've... seventy-four.
2: In my notes, Turner's the only guy on the whole team that didn't get a single note. It's just an, his name. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I guess, I guess a that's a good <laughs> performance. Though. I guess that's a good performance. But I, don't, I didn't have him as top rated. But wow. OK, good.
3: Hey, how do you guys like LeGlou's motor? Oh,
2: man. I love Man. He's finishing blocks with yeah. whoop, is is the note I've got next to his name.
3: <laughs> so much enthusiasm, too. He's downfield every time, helping the running back get up. It's like, oh, man, I love this guy's motor. Mm. Do you think he he
2: he's got to stick around? They have got to keep him, right? This is
1: it, right? There's guys on this roster that yeah. we we maybe have been developing, but maybe the answers were look you know, staring them straight in the face all along. I don't know if these are necessarily the guys, but you know, even if we draft people, at least we've got you know a few players that we don't mind sticking in that you know they just aren't complete liabilities. That's all we've really wanted all season, right? And we saw what it did today. I've got a weekend.
2: picture. Can I paint a picture for you? How about this? The center of the Steelers 2022 starting. Uh, the game week one, LeGlue Tyler Linderbom, Dotson.
1: How about that? We, That's exciting. I'm getting, I'm looking forward to this Tyler Lindenbaum thing because I feel like no one's ever been more excited about the center <laughs> the, the Steelers <laughs> are about Tyler. I don't know what's going on. I haven't watched a down of this kid play football yet, but I've heard this name about eighty five times now.
2: Well, he was, he was, he was part of the process last year, and then he, he opted he he didn't declare, right? He went right. back. So he was he was one of the top O line prospects last year. Um, Did I look and, at him last and, year?
1: Maybe I didn't. I've forgotten.
2: No, I, I think I think we were kind of getting vaguely excited about him. Well, I was, and then and then he went back. Okay, but you know, uh, he, he's from Iowa. He's 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 probably the best O line prospect in the entire draft. And you know, he you look at him. He already he, you know any any Iowa player already looks like a Steeler, right? They're playing the same you know uniform. Um, he is he is he, you know he's he's like. Quentin Nelson level interior offensive lineman and he's he's going to be right there man And so it's going to be a tough call
1: I've just never listened I've never seen a year where I've been like Steelers fans have been so certain about who the Steelers are going to draft like if you look at Steelers Twitter we've already taken Kenny Pickett and Tyler Linderbaum like they're already Steelers (laughs) it's weird
2: (laughs) hey what about we we go Tyler Linderbaum and then second round somehow he slips because no 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 no, I'm not (laughs) going to say that uh, if he slips and, and, and the Steelers trade up, right? They trade up into the, the, the top of the second round to get Sam Howell. Imagine think that. Think
1: about Sam Howell. Yeah. I don't know. I need to yeah. watch these guys. I, you know I don't watch college football. I, these are all just people. Oh, he's,
2: he's coming off a down year. If it, if it was last year, he would have been definite first round. But he's mm. he's lost his weapons. I mean, come, it comes down to the senior bowl and, you know, the draft process.
1: Sam Howell Maybe, in North Carolina, yeah? Yeah,
2: UNC, yeah. See, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the Tar Heel, yeah. I mean, accurate dude. You know, it's slightly... It, it, the, some of the comps are maybe like a kind of, you know, p- possible Baker Mayfield kind of guy, but, you know, Great. good, <laughs> decent arm, you know, decent mobility, but accurate. Um, and just, but just no, no sort of. That no no traits that jump off tape off tape that like oh yeah he's really athletic or whatever but and and maybe some of the pocket movement isn't isn't there that you kind of you kind of want from a franchise QB but apart from that the accuracy is there you know the decision making the, the the progressions really reading, reading that anyway I'm getting sidetracked but I'm getting excited about Sam <laughs> anyway that's <enough> <laughs> it.
1: Okay, well we know where Gav's a red star is going to be <laughs> for the QBs. Um, Wait
2: till he bombs out of the senior bowl and then I have to retract all this, but anyway.
1: I can sense the excitement of you to talk about the QB position after the season ends. It's radiating out of you, Gav, every episode. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry, yeah, anything else on the uh, the O-line? Rich, anything else you want to point out? Uh,
3: no, I don't think so. Um,
1: Shout out Dan Moore, no. didn't, didn't give too much... Over to Miles Garrett. I did see him just get beat. I think on a few plays, but he didn't seem to impact those plays, which I suppose is.
2: I thought I that, thought his pun- gone rich. What are you saying? No, go ahead. Go ahead. I, th- I thought his punch had improved. He a couple of couple of plays. He had heavy he like he had heavy hands. He was disrupting Garrett with his hands. And I thought I've not really seen that before. Like you know, just looking like a like a pro tackle.
3: Yeah, I, I think he played garrett much better than he did the first time they played one another but part of that was ben as well ben was getting rid of the ball yeah. really fast really fast and the only he did he did a decent job i mean he garrett could have had a couple if ben wouldn't have got got the ball out so quick but the the guy who who uh, concerned me and i think he showed a weakness to the entire nfl after they studied this game plan game film is okorafor he can't mm. handle the inside move Right. he he Clowney had two sacks on that inside move and I think because you if you watch his get off he always kicks back real quick sometimes he's been mm-hmm. he's been flagged a few times because he's so worried about that that outside route to the quarterback so I think he I think maybe he overcompensates a little bit because he, he he's not the best at, at staying with these quick pass rushers on the outside room uh, move and I think I think maybe Clowney saw something I, I don't know but he, he beat him twice with that same move
2: yeah, and that, and that and that play, I think it was his worst play of the the worst rep of the year. When when uh, Clowney he just he just swept by him like he wasn't there for on the one that was almost to safety. Ben just got the knee down right, but that that was a and he just stood there and he looked he knew he was beat bad. It was that was a bad play. I guess that's one of the two you're talking about, right?
3: Yeah, that was one of the two.
2: But 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 think about where we've come with him from from last year when he was getting destroyed at left tackle. You know, mm-hmm. I feel much more comfortable with him but going forward. He, right.
1: Is he going to go forward? He's a candidate to leave. Um, that could have been his last game at Heinsfield.
3: I, I think. I think he's gone.
1: Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm on the fence about whether he comes back. Yeah, I'd, I could very much see him going because tackles are in demand, man. You know, people pay anything for a starting tackle.
2: Well, they have to. They have to pay more to get someone else. Not pay damn more. Well. I mean, they have to pay more money to get someone else in to play right tackle. Yeah, who else is going maybe. to play? Well, shift more over and find someone else to play left. I mean, or you what? You fight the banner? I mean, forget banner, man. I mean, if he's if he's not playing one snap in a game, he's back on. Co- How many times has the guy had COVID? Or <laughs> well, he's as much of a mystery as
3: two. It is.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: I just don't see them paying core for if, if core wants to come in really cheap then i then yeah but uh, other than that i can't see them signing him
2: I, I can't see there being that much of a market for him can you
3: uh, he played okay this year he wasn't horrible I,
1: yeah, you I know can, i can see him getting I, more than you think hmm. you know what what is like a league average tackle going for these days
2: a well, good question
1: you know Either. i think it's a fair bit and even if he's slightly below that if you want to say that i still think I don't know. I think there's a payday in it for him. Anyway, we'll see. I don't know. know. The tape's out there. We'll have to look at uh, Steelers' cap position because they've got like 45 million in cap room, right? So um, we shall see. But there's other guys I want to get signed first. Um, We should talk about Najee himself, Mm. uh, who I couldn't believe this had 181 yards after contact of his 188 yards total.
2: Yeah, it was great. I mean, one of the criticisms I've heard is you know that he he only ever breaks one tackle. Well, not in this game. No, that's, I mean, were, that's
1: rubbish. That's crap. That's
2: yeah. I mean that, that that's that's come from PFF quarters, I've got to be honest. I've, I've heard that, you know.
1: Yeah.
2: I, I mean, on on that 5-yard run first and 10, he, he he broke three tackles in about 5 yards. I mean, that the guy is was uh, uh, the most explosive running we've seen, I think, from him. He had a little bit of room, you know,
3: in, in the past, he's been meeting, getting to the line and meeting someone right at the line and then having to break that tackle, which slows you down and gives the other team a chance to pursue. But now he's this game. He actually had some I, I took a picture of it. He's got a nice little hole. At, at the line of scrimmage, that's about two two yards in diameter, which is he hasn't had much of that all year. Now, it's not a great hole that, you know, you, we've seen holes by the Browns offensive line and the Chiefs offensive line that they just open up these gaping holes that you get an easy 10 yards. He didn't have much of that, but he had some room to build up ahead a of speed and then, you know, at least make contact two yards down the field. He hasn't had that, you know, and, and it just goes to show you what this guy can do when you give him a little bit of space. And can you imagine we, we if we have an offensive line that can open up some gaping holes for this guy? He's going to be he's going to be a total beast.
2: Finger wa- wa- waving over the R button a few times. I, I got to be time. honest, I, th-
1: there was a point there, Rich, where you, you just shouted gaping holes. I just cracked up. I, like, I had to hit the mute button.
3: Jeez, <laughs> you
1: guys need to get your freaking minds out of the gutter. Good lord. When you started talking about nice little holes, I'm glad you oh, did it. Right. Might, my yeah. mind was gone. That was it. So Rich <laughs> said, "Rich said nice little hole," and that triggered me. Like I had a little giggle, and then when he shouted "gaping holes," that's 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 what set me off. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. Who would have thought I'd have the cleanest <laughs> mind on the show? I'm just glad Gab <laughs> did the same thing. Uh, yeah, but it also
2: brought me some time to, to find out that it, the average left tackle contract is three uh, three point 3. seven billion, basically. Yeah, 3, it can't be. 3, yeah, that's that's average. So, but wait, is I, that
1: average? Is in like, is that every contract divided by how many there are, or is that mm-hmm. like? No, I guess I don't because know because the average would be lower or, yeah, than yeah, you know. know what I mean, because there'd be a lot of like backups and.
2: That's true. I don't know if I hit top salaries. Let's see what that is.
1: Like, who's Sorry. an average tackle? I don't know. Like,
2: Chuck's a core four. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Go to PFF, uh, Find the guy next to Chuck's and then see what
2: it, he's doing. It, it does drop off pretty hard. There's. Uh, seven, eight, eight tackles above 10 million and the, and the eighth being Roddy Stanley. And then you, you're quite quickly into, I mean, how many starting left tackles? Jedrick Wills is on 4 million. I guess he's in his rookie deal. You've got some rookies in here skewing it. I, I guess that's it. I mean, Ty, Tyron Smith, only on 7 million. So I, I don't know.
1: Just ever since you told me how much we were paying um uh, banner. Is that banner, yeah, I was like, that seems like Chucks is going to be worth more than that, but Chucks is the thirty-fifth
2: highest-paid tackle below Christian Darasor, a rookie, and that's now on, it, on his first, Yeah, on his first year. I guess. I guess that's part of his rookie. Is he still? Is he? He's still on his rookie deal, Chucks? Is he?
1: I think so. Yeah. Is Chucks the thirty-fifth best tackle in the league? I don't know.
2: <laughs> he's uh He's ahead of James Hudson. I will tell you that because that guy was getting destroyed. Um, yeah. Mm. Uh, nice to see Naja Just get back to Naja I mean, 188 yards. I mean, what you know, three receptions. It's nice. I mean, that's the, the, the thing about Naja is his receiving ability pushes him over the edge. But just nice to see him put this kind of yeah. co- you know complete rushing you know ground game uh, under his belt. And 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 the and the, the the Vance trucking you know MJ Stewart into the into tomorrow. That was nice, right? That got that got the fan base involved. I think.
1: And this game convinced me, yeah, that, that was an awesome play. That's going to be something we see, you know, on highlight reels for the rest of the year. But what this convinced me of is that this offense can be like Jonathan Taylor is right now with the Colts. Najee can carry an offense, but he has to get a little bit of a head of steam. We have to, you know, give him those two seconds because then he can carry three guys for three yards. And if he can do that consistently on every play, that's, that's a rushing attack that, you know, can carry a team.
2: I don't think he's quite got the the explosive burst that that Jonathan Taylor did. No, does. it's
1: not about the burst, but what I mean is that he could match he, he could carry the team as a running but what I'm saying is you don't necessarily need a, you know, a top five quarterback on a team with Najee Harris.
2: And I guess I guess that's that's the gamble that Kevin
1: Colbert made, right? Yeah.
2: Is that we we've seen, you know, pre Ben, Bettis we hadn't carried seen, the offence. I
1: hadn't and... seen that all year. And, and you know, that's not from Najee because he'd obviously been doing great stuff, but he'd been doing so much of it like behind the line of scrimmage. But when he actually got a couple of seconds to think back there, you know, once he did get uh, a couple of guys latched around him, he was carrying them, you know, two, three guys for three yards, four yards, mm. every play. Um, And that's just going to move the chains. That's that's the hard yards that, that you need. So, yeah, this, this you know, not that I didn't believe in Najee, right, but this this was the game that showed me that this is a viable option, I think, going forward.
2: Yeah, let's just start with, you know, He's got a long career, and it's not just going to yeah, be four that's, years. That's and...
1: always the thing where it was running backs. Yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, look what you know. Yeah, you know not even want to talk about right, but we saw no. we saw a dip from Zeke, and you know, we, you see what's going on with Saquon Barkley, and you know, yeah, it's it's a dangerous game, right, to, to speculate. About. Yeah,
2: and it, and and it's those where you're just pound, you know, getting the usage. I mean, yeah. he's like he used eighty-five, the highest usage of any running back in the league. Eighty-five percent of offensive plays, he's out there.
1: Yeah. But then equally, you know, we've seen Derrick Henry, and I know he's injured now, but you know yeah. he, he's gone for a long time with no real issues, and so we'll yeah, see. I mean,
2: you, what do you do? You just rag him for four years, and then you hope by that by the end of the four years, you've got you've got your franchise QB, and you you you, you go to a Super Bowl with your you know the, the the end of your running backs career and the beginning of your like what like with what happened with Ben and Bettis. I mean, maybe, maybe it's maybe it's not so
1: stupid. I don't know. I, I don't want to answer that question for two more years. Come back to me in two years and we'll, we'll talk about that. Okay. <laughs> um, anything else on the run game? Or we killed that to death.
2: Uh, only, only you, you mentioned Derek, what,
1: um, Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: <clears throat> with the, with the, with the, uh, the nice pulling block. What about, um, Matt Canada went away, went to the mountains, smoked the peace pipe and, uh, realized actually maybe, uh, Maybe Randy had come up with something. You you do hand the ball to what on a on a fullback run for one yard on fourth down, and he gets that one yard. I mean, that was that was the play. That I was hoping Dave was here that we could uh, discuss, but um, that worked. You need a yard, you get a yard, Derek. What? Thanks, Matt. Yeah,
1: that was it. Um, we did talk about the passing game. but I just want to say about the receivers. Uh, DJ has gone back to dropping balls. I didn't bit... really in the first half, and it was like focus jobs, uh, right? Yeah, no, I know, I know. That's that's what the problem was last year. So I don't know. Just keep an eye on it. Um, did you not see the play at the at the end of the? I mean, it yeah,
2: only went for one yard, but the end the play he did at the end of the second quarter. What the touch? I mean, he he. I, I don't know how he did it. He he had he caught the ball. He had two defenders descending on him, and he he just like turned into a hologram, went through them I don't know. Do you not know what the other player I'm talking about? He just, he just dodged. I don't know how he did it. He just dodged two two players who like had him, and he was free.
1: I'm struggling to recall.
2: Yeah, okay. <laughs> it was, it was just like incredible elusiveness that we're going to miss this week against the Ravens. Yeah, he's, on, he's yeah.
1: on the COVID list, right? Hmm. Yeah. Um, Ray Ray getting used a lot again. Um, got popped over the middle as well. Hung on the ball well.
2: Oh, um, he took a beating. Yeah. I think Rich sent us a photo. I mean. I thought I thought I thought that that hit in the red zone in the second quarter he, he, that was defenseless. I mean, I've seen way less called like defenseless receiver hits. Right, Rich, what were you, what were you saying?
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, the photo that I, I agree with you. The photo that I I sent was that one where the guy broke up the pass. Um, I can't remember what quarter it was the, the the guy for the Browns broke up the pass and in in the, the the announcers were like oh that was a great great play and, and and when I saw it I thought that's pass interference I thought the same you know, thing so, yeah. right <laughs> so I played it back and then I slowed it down and then I and I sent you guys he's there way before the ball came like that 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 picture I sent was even a couple frames past his contact. It's just showing how his arms got in there and impeded Ray Ray as well before the ball got there. So he not only hit him with his body early, but he wrapped his arms around him early and they just completely missed it. And everybody missed it. And it's just frustrating, but he did, he took, um, he did, he took some shots that game for sure. He showed a lot of toughness. He's just, you know, I have all the respect in the world for the guy, but man, I just, I, st- I just, missed Juju at that position. He's just, you know, so much, Bigger, stronger, better hands. You know.
1: Yeah. No. Do Do we have a bit for Rich being upset with the refs? Because if we do, this is it. Because this we was, need one. This was a real poor, a real poor showing. I felt. I mean, the Browns are all over them. I mean, I'm. I try not to be a homer with this stuff, but um, some of these, some of these non calls for uh, DPI, we're, we're getting a bit silly.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was, it,
1: it was 2 or 3 cool. like that felt really egregious to me but i
2: think i think it felt worse in real time because we had the 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 turf monster eight dj at one point and it looked like terrible pi right but actually when they when they played it back it wasn't so maybe maybe it felt egregious but yeah they, they definitely seemed like a couple and, and the browns got a couple but uh they got the couple called right but yeah. um i don't know i'm i'm not yet, yet ready to stand on my soapbox about <laughs> okay. that okay okay we'll, we'll reserve that then Mm. Uh, so the, the other two guys, yeah. are interesting, both diff- uh, down weeks. Washington, and, and I mean, he's been down all season. I mean, wh- where are we? Uh, is he is he he's done. is he done?
1: It's a shame. I don't know what's
2: happened there. Yeah, they're not going to pay him. Right, he's done. He's got. He's out. I mean, what's happened to him?
1: I have no idea. It's just not not progressed. This was such. You know, I've said this all season. This felt like his chance with Juju out, and just never happened.
2: You know, I
3: can understand it, though, because he probably figured all along he's the fourth guy, you know, but they've but uh, Ray Ray's become the fourth guy or now the third guy. So he should be in that three spot right now, but he's not. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, and I guess they just don't feel comfortable with him in a slot. You're not going to you're not going to replace that the X and the Z position, you know, De, uh, Deontay and Claypool you know those guys are that uh, they're they're ahead of them so I guess they just don't feel comfortable with Washington in that slot position
2: yeah I mean he didn't he didn't have the pace you know the, that, that shot we saw he just didn't get the separation downfield did he to get to get open so he's, he's not really showed any elite kind of route running skills he, he hasn't got the shiftiness underneath he's got great hands I really love his hands but It's just not getting open. That that's the problem. If you can't get open, then then everything else is is secondary. Yeah. My only thing, and I've said it before, is that is it is it a a, a mesh between him and Ben, and it's not it's not a good mesh. Like he 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 would suit a more timing based release. we saw Benson
1: go straight to him when he came. Ben,
2: yeah, yeah. Ben's never been that. He's never been a timing. Guys so has been extend the play guy and, and washington isn't that kind of receiver so maybe but then why did they draft him i mean hmm. they drafted him with rudolph but he's shown promise though before has not
1: he i mean yeah i was convinced he was gonna have a breakout yeah I, I picked him up in fantasy and stuff a year ago hmm. um yeah don't know and, One then, of the great and mysteries.
2: Then, yeah and then um it feels like Washington will end up on like Detroit or something, right? And be yeah, like a yeah. solid, solid number two behind some other guy for a, for a while. Uh, Claypool, what was this game I, about? With I saw
1: a great video this week referencing Chase Claypool that had me dying. Um, have you seen this video? It's like a guy who's doing downhill skating and he and he like bails off his skateboard and then starts like going down the hill at the same speed but just flopping around like 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 he's a plank, like he fully plank. It must be like a thing, a safety thing, like when you fall at high speeds. You just like tense your body up and like, and it was like every time Chase Claypool tries to catch a ball and like, it's, it's true, like he always ends up like sideways or like entirely vertical. Or, like, you know, well, I mean? he's going, for, but, but but what is it? Is that a product of of, of poor ball placement? I mean, I don't know. Like, it feels to me like he makes ca- catches harder than they need to be a lot of the time. He like,
2: makes these like acro catches, right? And they're 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 impressive. Yeah. But when when they go wrong, and he had they all went wrong. I mean, nine targets three receptions for 17 yards a a really like a a obviously bad day. But yeah, like you say, every catch was, was low, low probability of of making it.
1: I think he needs to go to the drawing board and and work on technique. I think he's relying on talent, to be honest. I really do. Mm. I think he's, I think he's very um, erratic with his style. And we've always kind of said that. Um, But in the first year, that was, that was a rookie thing, right? And we thought, well, He's making spectacular plays. He's going to develop, and I think that's why we've seen a sophomore slump out of him. I don't know if he needs to, you know. I don't know what his work ethics like, but um, he just he just doesn't seem to have the technique down. He seems to be very wild with his with his body movement. He's not a hands catcher. Well, he is, but but he like oh, he, he, is, he uses totally, his he's whole a catch point specialist. Yeah, specialist. No, no, but but he uses his whole body to like get. You know what I mean? Like he's twisting himself into weird positions to try and make. You know what I mean? It, I yeah, but know. if that was thrown at Ray Ray, it would, it would just have been a a, a you know a It'd five be...
2: foot wide pass. It would have been oh, a miss, and he's making it look like a a drop or a failed catch because he's getting his hands. Into I just the think there's a no I, no
1: no no. I think there's a lot of plays where he could be just making simple catches, but is instead diving around three seconds before the ball gets to him, and then it looks like he's tried to make it a spectacular, impressive I mean, catch that in I, reality I think... it would have just been.
2: Yeah, I, I think this is going to be the story of, of, of Chase until, until they have to make a decision about him. And uh, I think if they just stick with him, they, he's got such special talent. He just needs to you know, master the the, the nuances of route yeah, running exactly. and being a downfield weapon. And I, I think he can be a special player. I just think this has been a, a tricky year. Yeah. yeah. What do you think, Rich? Where are you?
3: Yeah, I don't know what to think about these guys. You know, for me, your your safest bet re-signing any of these guys is Juju. I mean, Deontay is the most dynamic. Claypool has the most upside. But uh, I don't trust either one of them. Um, uh, You know, we'll we'll have to see. We'll have to see in the next couple of seasons where we're at. They both need to make strides, I think. I think Deontay has always had a problem with his concentration. Not only his concentration when catching the ball, but his concentration uh, in the game itself. You know, he's he's made mental mistakes over and over again. Um, so, yeah, it's good. we'll have to see. We'll have to wait and see what happens. But I'm, I'm going to still beat the drum for Juju. Sorry if people are sick of it. But we we got to resign that guy. He's the most stable receiver we have.
1: Yeah. Yep, I agree. Um, it's crazy, right? We, we always talked about the Steelers being so good at drafting wide receivers. And, and, you know, obviously they are talent-wise. But, you know, then we talked about comparing the Bengals and the Steelers' wide receivers, right, just before this season. And just the way that's skewed. And, and DJ, I think, has even broke out and been great. But even still, like, that 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 Bengals trio looks more attractive every week.
2: Yeah, but they're picking hard. Yeah, well, no, you... okay. But, but Higgins should have been... A top, was he, first, he? I think was 30, second round, pick. Yeah, yeah, second round. He should have been first round pick. And Chase was a first round pick. Yeah. yeah. So Tyler Boyd was, and a second and, round and you know, top five pick. Forget <laughs> first round. You, you you get an amazing talent. So I don't I don't think that's a fair comparison. Where was what Chase was third round? Was he or was he second? Chase
1: was second, I think.
2: Second, and and DJ, DJ was, was what, third. fourth, DJ, fifth, third, third.
1: DJ was third, and and Juju was second. But, yeah,
2: so so there you go. So that's yeah, No,
1: I'm I'm only bringing that up to say you know at the start of this season I'm not I'm not saying you know I'm not talking about why that is. I'm just saying at the start of this season it seemed unclear, right? We argued about whether uh receiver core of theirs mm-hmm. was better, whereas this now I, I think you'd be hard pushed to say. I
2: think it's more the production line going back, way way back. You know, it's been it's been a long a long chain of success of drafting yeah. rather than right now is amazing. I think it's just continual success of drafting the position.
1: Yeah. Um okay, anything else on offense? So or... oh, I should mention uh, tight end. Um yeah. not a great deal in the receiving game pack got five for twenty two, I think. Um oh he he looks nice, like I mean I've been saying this all year. I, I think I'm the highest on, on part of anyone to be honest. But the dude is just fighting for first downs like it's like it's the only thing that matters to him in the world. Like he catches it like with nine yards to go sometimes and he just pumbles forward like a rhino. It's I love it.
2: Yeah, there's a gang of three dudes hanging yeah. on to him. He's still going forward. I mean, it was the wrong. Yeah, that's what I was saying before. It's the wrong. It was the wrong pass to make. But he, yeah, you know, he can only deal the hand he's dealt. Yeah,
1: and,
2: uh, and fair play to Gentry. I mean, he's yeah. really come on this year.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm glad now because what was he a sixth, seventh round pick, sixth round pick? Hmm. And uh, he feels like he should be installed here as the second tight end for a while. So, yeah, yeah, a good pick.
2: Yeah, they were right. I was wrong. Yeah, and, and I, did you see the shot on the broadcast where? It was like going into halftime, and all the players are going into the locker room. Did you watch that bit?
0: Uh, I, 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 I
2: enjoy that because then you get to see how big the players really are, because they're next to normal human beings, you know, normal-sized people. Gentry was just just immense. Like that guy is <laughs> just so tall. It's like, geez. So, geez. Have you, you guys
3: been, have you guys been around any NFL players? Like, stood next to them? Not, not real close up. No,
0: uh,
3: it's no they're a different they're a different species <laughs> they, they're human beings but they're a difference I'm telling you guys it's you I I've been around a few of them right and it's like you don't never very very rarely do you run into anybody like that just walking down the street it shows you how rare it is just to get to that size you know so yeah, it's incredible yeah I mean I can't imagine <laughs> being a running back in nfl and these monsters trying to take my head off and oh my And that's God.
1: that's you saying that i imagine that if we stood next to you we'd say the same <laughs> the same thing <laughs> so this is like two echelons out of us
3: <laughs> it's it's insane the size of these these guys it's just crazy
1: yeah i'm looking
2: forward to the point where we're at a game and they go oh so i want to talk to you about that thing you said on the podcast
1: <laughs> oh yeah I was wrong you're right you're the sorry Mr ever. Gentry yeah.
0: <laughs> sorry, sorry for what wafer. I said
1: about your TikTok love affair yeah I'm the pink wafer <laughs> <laughs> oh man okay uh, defence um, I mean just uh, this was cracking almost all around right I don't know where no, you want to start we'll start with the D-line I suppose like we, like we usually do um, great work to keep uh, the Browns under 100 rushing yards in this game who, who saw that coming um, I feel like a lot of that is questionable decision making from the Browns. I don't know why they went away from the run game at all. Yeah, I mean they were talking about it on the broadcast, right? Like, why is Chubb on the sideline? Yeah, and They're I running just no here. Dude,
2: they
3: they did the same thing in the first game. Yeah, remember that was one. That was one of, was one of the, the the things we questioned in the first game. They did the same thing. They the first first half they ran eight times. In the first quarter they ran five for forty two yards, eight point four yards a pop, and they and they just stopped running. He did the same exact thing. I couldn't believe it. I like, dude. Like, and they and they really schemed some nice plays. That touchdown they got with that play action was freaking beautiful. Like, they have some really nicely schemed plays. But I don't get it, man. They just they. It's like it's like we want to take the ball out of Chubbs hands and put it in and put it into uh, uh, what's his name's hands to to win the game, the the quarterback Baker uh, Baker. Baker's hands like like, no we trust Baker more we're going to take the ball to Chubb's hands we're going to put it into Baker's hands we trust him more I, like what it's weird like
1: thank thank yeah. you
3: we'll take the win
1: you know it's strange I, it, I can only think that I was saying right the Browns are a very analytical team I can only think that they, they look at a chart and say right this is a passing down or you know I, I don't know it's just so strange to me that you know the best players on the bench it's weird it's weird man. I mean
2: like, the Steelers held Chubb to 58 yards rushing the Browns were often, when they did run, they were running into eight-man boxes. You can't tell me that was analytics, unless they, unless the analytics said the 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 Steelers' run defense is so bad, you want to exploit it when there's more of them on the field. <laughs> the, the the Browns' wide receivers core is made up of spare parts. I mean, since the what the big question was, oh, uh, Beckham is holding back this offense. No, he isn't. Yeah. No, he isn't. Like there is no offense without Beckham. I mean. They got Donovan Peoples-Jones is like the number one receiver right now. Um, great pace, you know. He did he did get some some nice plays, some big plays. But you know, Landry's not really threatening anyone. And then you've got an injured quarterback who's who's not only is he big and accurate, but also his his lack of height is showing up with so many tips and swats going on in mm-hmm. the whole game. Why would you want to rely on him? I mean, I, I, I don't know. It seemed like it seemed like they just didn't want to win. I don't know. I, I, it didn't make sense to me.
1: And everybody wanted a piece of Baker as a result. Um, what was it nine sacks? I think uh, Cam Haywood, total monster. St- I still don't understand why he like people, you know, we, we, we keep having this argument about a defensive player of the year, right? With um, TJ and then people want to give it to Mika Parsons. People want to give it to Miles Garrett or um, Trayvon Diggs even. Why is Cam Haywood never in this conversation? I'd love to see his numbers next to, I don't know. Maybe, they, maybe they aren't comparable, but just from a feel, like, it feels like this dude's been just as dominant. Maybe not yeah, as dominant, it's a, I don't know. It's, a, spl- it's a splash play, thing. At least to be in the conversation. I don't know. People just don't respect Cam Hayward as they should, but um, another two batted passes for him and a sack uh, that bat them right up to the end zone, right? Um, oh, now Gav will uh, talk us through, uh, in great detail, Mondu, uh, uh, Mondu sack. Okay. Open the floor. Uh,
2: it was It was kind of a coverage sack, so, I mean, like... <laughs> Credit to the defensive backs who played well, but he, he did, he was just fighting through some blocks and, and uh, there was Baker. So he took him down. So a uh, uh, shout out to Mondo. Getting some hate on, on the forums or whatever, but I don't know he's, he's just a tough guy. You know, he's country strong. Country he's strong. out there making plays. So, you know, a, a everyone else was getting sacks. He's thinking, Tusker's got a damn sack. The guy's <laughs> never, you know, he's, I thought he was his first ever sack of his career. Turns out he's second. The it's guy, the guy, yeah, gets around the edge, more Ben than I've ever seen from him before. I thought the guy could only stand upright. Um, it was against James Hudson. That's the disclaimer, right? Um, I mean, the guy was getting blown up repeatedly over and over. But yeah, I mean, you know, this. Uh, I mean, TJ was amazing. Highsmith Four was amazing.
1: Well, well, TJ's stat sheet is ludicrous. Four sacks, five QB hits, three tackles for loss, two bypasses. I mean, all he's missing is an interception. It's, uh, I don't know yeah. what I don't know what
2: the guy has to do to win. Yeah,
1: he's got to get. He's got. Yeah. This has got to have sealed it. Surely, um, his fourth sack—the last one before before Highsmith—one that he just took uh, was textbook. Man, he just just swipes the arm straight there, takes him down. But he's like so clean, you know. It's like if you go to NFL, like what is a sack? Look it up in a dictionary. They just play that video. Um, just just a dominant game. Yeah, Highsmith, you mentioned. Um, yeah. Terrific! In fact, there's like a little circle of um, uh, dominant players from this game in the PFF rankings for this one go do, do you want to say? You want to guess who's in it? There's one, two, three, four players in it.
2: In what well, on defense?
1: Yeah, they're all just by themselves. There's about a twenty point gap between them and the next
2: people. Ring. Well, you got,
1: you got to go uh, T J and Highsmith. Yep. And Cam, and Cam Haywood Yep. Oh,
2: who's the fourth one? Uh, I, I mean, I'd be tempted to say Witherspoon, but uh... yeah, it's Witherspoon. It's Witherspoon. Okay. Yeah.
1: So. Okay. Witherspoon's a second high. Witherspoon's uh just under 90 I think yeah.
2: He got a 90 grade for that.
1: So Haywood got a ni- I think 89 a kill. Witherspoon looks like an 88 maybe 87 88.
2: They obviously didn't downgrade the uh where his his lack of long speed was exposed by Donovan peoples Jones on the, on that 39. I mean he you you, you <laughs> he lost separation and just couldn't recover. I mean, it was like he, he just willing him to like catch him up but he, he didn't do it but apart from that amazing game from Witherspoon don't get me wrong but um, yeah okay I'm not, I'm not I'm not surprised by those four because they clearly stood out but I, I've got to give a shout out to uh, is it a mirage? is it not real? but why did Marcus Allen and Rob Spillane look better <laughs> than Devin Bush and Joe Schober? Can, I, can I, you this, answer yeah, me that? This
1: is exactly what I wrote I was like the fact that I didn't really see an issue with the swap to uh, Marcus Allen. It shows how little value Bush and Showbur really add into this defense.
2: <laughs> I mean, Marcus Allen in in coverage looks great, right? Converted safety—that makes sense. Yeah, but he
1: yeah. was making plays in the run game.
2: Yeah. I mean, he was—he was getting—he was, get, he was edges. He was getting around the around the play. He was—he was—he was sorting through traffic, and and
1: he looked great.
2: I mean, so let's let's keep that guy around.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's nice to have that there, is you. Is you the guy third, to come or fourth, in third yeah. and fourth? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Spillane guy, still the, looks the, terrible in coverage though. That's, he does, you
2: know. but yeah, but but Allen, Allen makes up for that, so that you can kind of scheme those two. You know, you can you can say right, okay, Marcus Allen like a, he can carry a tight end, right? I mean, force forcing completions on Hooper, but but shedding block. I mean, you you know he, he he's just sorting it through. I, I I I thought it was a really good performance from Marcus Allen. I think it's the, the best he's had in, in a since 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 they drafted him from Penn State. I don't know, exciting. But I've jumped ahead, anyway.
1: Oh, that's fine. It's a, it's a conversational show. Um, sure. A couple of the guys up front, uh, I thought Adams had another nice game, played 28 snaps in this one. He looked hyper-explosive again, like the first time we saw him. Um, you see that one, that, the pursuit speed he's got? You see that one play where he chased Baker around the field for like 10 seconds? Yeah. Um, yeah, he's and
2: so a, quick. And the lick he laid on Chubb as well. Mm. Brutal. I mean, you don't mm. you don't want that guy moving at speed, coming at you. It's like a freight train hit, hit him. Maybe that's why Chubb couldn't play. Got hit by Adams. I mean, the the, the Pro Bowl getting off, get off showing up again.
0: Really.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it really is. You're right, man. I mean, just he's the first guy to make contact, and he's he's disrupting disrupting the line.
3: Yeah, he's they got to re-sign him. I mean, they, you know, there's a couple. Reese, him and Witherspoon, you know. It, but you know, because of Witherspoon's played so well, what's what's he going to? Uh, what's his he's going to go for on the open market? I wonder.
1: He's got to be a priority, man. With Joe Hayden, almost definitely out, right? And, and even if he isn't, he's aged. Um, we have nothing else. this who needs to be locked up. Like,
3: well, I mean, you know, this is something that they, they've they made mistakes in the past. You, you know, they did this with well, was ancient history, but they did it with Cordo Stewart. He had one amazing year, and that's it. And they signed him to a big contract, and he kind of stunk after that. You know, they're, they're kind of hesitant about doing something like that mm. based on, you know, a, a uh, not a large um large um game you know g- games to look at so i pff, i don't know i agree with you though i think they do need to lock him up i don't think they have much of a choice you um, know he's not I'm... very old he's under 30 right was yeah, he like 27
1: yeah. something to, like, that? like mid to late yeah i think he's like 26 27 I yeah.
3: Love that. yeah yeah
1: yeah um, i think but but i just hope i just hope 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 that like what happened at the start of this season doesn't play into it because it felt like there was some like uh, rubbing of the wrong way going on at the start of this season with Witherspoon, right? Because the trade happened and then he didn't play for like how long? Six, eight weeks? Uh, it,
2: really? you 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 gotta think this isn't like a running back, right? It's 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 knowing the offense and you just think there's some acclimatization. Where I where was so. he last? 49ers?
1: totally different defense. <laughs> and um, I just touched you just, him. Sorry, I just typed in Go Witherspoon on. age and I got 45. That's Reese Witherspoon.
2: Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> Hope he's not 45. Well, it's amazing if he's 45. Um, yeah, you, you just got to think it's acclimation, right? I mean, I think. 26? And, 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 and working your way up the roster, you know, but clearly with with the opportunity, he he is the best cornerback on the team by by, by a country mile, I'd say. I mean, an absolute bullhawk, The um, past breakups. You know the, the the snow angel play. I mean that was you know awesome coverage. Coverage on Higgins in in the second quarter. Um, I mean just just absolute ball hawking. I mean he, 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 he doesn't come coming round the corner every day. He runs,
1: ra- he runs routes. for the receivers. That interception he made. He was just running the route like. I played it so casual. Didn't yeah he? exactly. Yeah he just he literally just ran the route and he just landed right in the breadbasket. Perfect. That, um, yeah he's great.
3: That's an. That's an interesting play to watch because um, Sutton's guy Ninjoku on that play is running a similar route, just just a shallower route, but it's very similar. And you you watch watch both of those guys how they move on that play, and watch how smooth Witherspoon's transition is, and then watch Sutton. <sighs> His transition is so bad, and Ninjoku just blows away from him. Like he's not he's nowhere near. That's who he threw should have thrown the ball to Ninjoku. He's like nowhere near close to him to make a play. You know, it's just it's it's a really good example of the
2: the difference between those two guys. Yeah, I mean, I mean Sutton plays like he's got like melted tar on his cleats. It's like he <laughs> the dude cannot move. I mean,
1: yeah. I, I don't. I, I seem to rag on him every week. I don't want to. I've agreed but... with you more and more as the year went on. Sutton, Sutton, <laughs> yeah. um, like is this contract year or no or not?
2: Well, he, was, he was a free agent last year, right? So I'm guessing okay. they signed him to a two-year. Let me just uh, I forgot, Google totally We probably spoke yeah. about his
1: last week. In the meantime, get this. How funny is this, right? As I was looking for Witherspoon's age, it came up with a CBS article from when we made the trade. Um you know what they said uh, about it in their little news news bit? Um, the 26-year-old should compete with Justin Lane for nickel reps in Pittsburgh. <laughs> wow. How wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they've got a potential out. So he
2: out oh, okay. Sutton is signed for 2022 for 4.5 million, 700K signing bonus with a 5.2 cap hit. Man, they've got to get out from under they that. Do. He is not worth that. So they uh-huh. can cut him with a 2.8 dead cap. Okay. I would do that. Yeah. Because 5.2, he's not worth 5.2. I'm sorry.
1: Nope. Yep. Yep. See what's out there on the market. Hopefully they can grab a... A decent sort of, you know, like that Stephen Nelson type. I I, I blame, I actually blame them because they should have
2: kept him inside. It's, it's, yeah. Expecting him to play outside corner, it wasn't, that was poor (sighs) self-scouting.
1: Yeah, I agree. And and then I think it was uh, outside of those guys, it was nice just to not have Minka Fitzpatrick have to make, you know, 15 tackles. Um, in this game yeah three tackles in, yeah. one assist that was yeah. it
2: it was standard numbers
1: not required so um, not great for his record breaking season <laughs> of tackles but um, yeah good for us so didn't have to see too much too much of Minka which which is fine mm. um, so uh, D-line bugs
2: bugs inactive why would what's going on there is there some problem Davis seems to be moving down the depth chart Below Adams, I mean, yeah, I Adams think that's has
1: climbed up, right? Yeah. That's
2: that's logical. Uh, Loudermilk Milk playing well, yeah. you know, he's
1: going to be a starter. It, yeah. now, very Loud, soon. now, I wanted to ask you this because I I I thought the same thing. I thought Loudermilk Milk made a few plays, looked nice in the run game, um, had one batted pass. Like lowest rated player on the defense on PFF. Tell tell me why.
3: No, I don't get that.
1: Thirty five by quite some margin. I don't know yeah, what he did. I'm not that's... sure what he did. I, I I didn't pick up on it.
2: Nah, I guess that's it's it, it's a funny thing, PFF grading. It's not always uh, what you see on. It's not it's not what you see. It's just you know that's it's it's a production grade, right? And so just the scheme or the game just went away from him.
1: There's always like a weird outlier with P- the PFF things, because like a lot of the time, like I'll, I'll agree generally with a lot of it, and then there's like one where I'm like, that seems weird. You know, I don't know. just yeah.
3: just just one.
1: Well, <laughs> but like, <laughs> I
3: think there's been two this podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could see the chart, though, because it looks so ludicrous. Like, you've got that little collection I mentioned at the top right-hand corner that are the elites. Then you've got like everyone else in the middle, and then Lauderville's just like dumped right down the bottom. That's
2: like, very strange. <laughs>
1: yeah, strange.
2: Because he d- he didn't have a a big a big game in highlight terms, but that, that's where you expect PFF to to see the truth in it's it's snap to snap, but. <laughs> I don't remember him losing anything no. at all. And he had two
3: plays where he he was right there, right after the sack. One was TJ, and one was Highsmith, and he was right there. He got it like got there a half a second later. He would have been the one who made the sack.
2: I mean, he didn't make a single tackle. He had two assists, but no solo tackles. So maybe it was just maybe. a lack of involvement, you know. And and then and then if that happens, then you're making plays as expected, plays as expected, and then maybe there was one or two where maybe they felt like he lost a rep where it, it, it was it was you know it didn't the the play went away from it or whatever maybe he was just losing reps against his guy but the, the it, it didn't affect the game but that that can show up in a pff score yeah you know it's like you know it's like cornerback coverage where the ball doesn't get thrown to him that still is graded by pff if they if they lose the rep right but you don't notice it which is why sometimes it can be a bit of an outlier so wait if they when you say they lose the rep so you're saying if he's not involved in the play at all, they hold it against him? No, no. I'm saying if – say if uh, a better example is like a cornerback covering a wide receiver right, and the 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 wide receiver puts him in the dirt and, and the, the wide receiver gets two yards of separation on him but the quarterback doesn't look to him and doesn't throw him the ball, well, PFF will grade that cornerback way down for that play but – it, it didn't affect the game so as, as a fan as a team you don't care right you don't, you don't even notice it but mm-hmm. PFF takes that into account and, and and they count that the same as if, as if the ball is targeted as, at the cornerback because because as far as they're concerned you lost that rep. So that, that's sometimes how you get these like weird sort of outlying whereas you know at the, 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 the PFF are struggling with Travon Diggs at the moment because mm-hmm. they' they're, they're in a situation where he's grading really badly. Um, but he's obviously he's had like record-breaking picks, right? So then, then the argument is, what would you would you want a guy that's you know coming up with 11, 11 amazing highlight plays out of six hundred reps or whatever that he's had this year? And but most of those reps, he's given up a thousand yards in coverage or something. I think I think uh, one of the guys went viral with he he was saying you know why he was talking about how bad the the Trevon Diggs grade is. But yeah, if you if you, I think the point is. Yes, you have to take into account the poor grade, but then that's a conversation to have as in the down to down production versus the highlight production, which, which would you rather? And you probably actually would in the end choose the highlight production, right? You want those massive turnover plays once in a while compared to some down to down average winning, you know, slightly edging every rep. So I don't know. It's 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 a it's a it's a tool in assessing players rather than the be all and the end all. Well, not only
3: what you just said, but it's tough to do that, what you ex- would describe. It's very tough because where do you draw the line on the coverage? OK, so you figure, OK, he's two yards away from the receiver. Does that mean the receiver would have caught the ball? Or could he have made that up with closing speed? OK, maybe not two yards. Should, maybe, should we do three yards? OK, is he three yards away? Is that where we cut, draw the line? Like how? And then and each person is going to do it a little bit differently. I just don't think it's very accurate.
2: Yeah, I mean it's uh, That that's the system they do. So I don't like it, but <laughs> I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, I'm just trying to explain why you get these outliers where yeah. where we we see one thing and then they see something different. I think I think that's kind of the the explanation is somewhere there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Right, sorry. The pause was because I've just just spilt my beverage all over my face. Oh, no. so kind of <laughs> mid mid panic of like, how do I how do I, how do I cope with this while also talking are you okay? The-
0: do you need to stop? <laughs> I think do you need I'm okay. You? I've okay.
2: I've managed to reach a towel and a wet sponge, which was quite a, wow. uh, an achievement. But that that was the delay in my response there. Oh dear. But as I'm speaking, I'm I'm um sponging down the uh the the seat I'm sitting Ooh. on. It's fine. Ooh. It's all fine.
1: Talk more about you sponging down the seat.
2: My tiny help. Good what? Lord, <laughs> Simon!
1: You need, you need to. Uh, we'll talk about Uh-oh. it later. <laughs> Rich has got the bonk stick out. <laughs> um,
3: no, I think your girlfriend needs to give you some attention.
1: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so much laughter! It must be true. Oh God! Okay, right. Let's move on quickly to something, uh, something that won't turn me on punting. Um, oh, well, now, this is turning you on. Sure. Yeah, well, this this is, yeah, well, that's true. Very exciting. Corliss Wayman is continuing to make his. Play. How impressive was it getting you that punt off in the, in the end Oh, here we go.
3: Man, I wish I was an NFL punter. Punters are
0: people too. We've got a punter. Let me tell you something, people. Punters are people too. And I want to see some punting footage. Give me some punting XO. Punting XO.
2: I mean, even <laughs> if the dude's run out of town,
1: got to salute him for that performance, no? Yeah, yeah, great. Um, such a booming leg, is what we, is what we were saying last week. Um, gets, gets that I mean, one off from the end zone, 53 yards. Seems not to have uh, any lapses like PH3 has had all yeah. season.
2: I say, if, I, if, if for some reason I need a punter to operate in a bathroom, that's my guy. Yeah. Like the tight spaces he was punting out of, jeez. Yeah. A solid game.
1: Yeah. Sorry, I, I considered making another joke and then thought I'd better not for Richie Sani. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm very keen to see him get a chance to do a bit of like directional upon I want to see if he has that in his arsenal. I want to see like what he can do pinning guys deep. He's not really had that chance yet. Um, but uh, still. there's got to be a reason why he's. I mean, he's been on the practice I mean, before, yeah. right? He's yeah.
2: been in camp. I think he. I think he competed against your boy Jordan Berry, didn't he? Yeah, I think he four yeah, previously, uh, and he's not won. So there must be must be something. Yeah,
1: because there was definitely an off season where I was rooting for him <laughs> to, yeah. win, to win the job. I remember it. Um. And yeah, maybe it's all come around uh, now, but yeah, I bet there'll be a punting battle in the off season at this point. We're close enough now.
2: I mean, I, I feel safer with Waitman right now. Yeah, but, well, I, mean, I agree yeah. that that can change, yeah. but um, strange. And then obviously, maybe that's what you do. They they, they did it with long snapper. They they draft yeah. a guy and then they find a guy in, in relief of him who's better. So maybe there's a special teams thing there. Yeah.
1: Cont, who by the way got the lowest special team. I'm sorry, who? This week. Oh God, Jesus.
2: Koontz, you mean? Kunts. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) This is the uh, this this show needs to come with a warning.
1: Oh man. man. That's his name. (laughs) Pretty sure it's (laughs) Koontz. I think it's Koontz, man. (laughs) Oh listen, sometimes you're just reading, right? You know what I mean? You don't think about what you're saying, you're just reading. Um
2: forget it. (laughs) <laughs> on, please it's the first time the guy the guy deserves a shot to have a mention on the show well, no so, he, he uh.
1: isn't going to want it because what I was going to say was he's the outlier on special teams this week he's the lowest graded player on uh, BFF special teams chat really <laughs> yeah wow don't know why don't know why so. didn't who's notice the, anything there
3: who's it's, the lowest coot's knows? yeah I wonder how they, I wonder how they determined that I
1: don't know. maybe someone's like tracking where the ball ends up after the long snap didn't like maybe him. it's in maybe it's in blocking after must the snap be, must be yeah
2: that must be the answer.
1: But Boz was good. We got a shout That's up. what I was gonna. Yeah, Boz was uh, solid. what was that four for four on field goals? Just just automatic, the dude's great.
2: Yeah, I'll tell you who we didn't talk about while we we're talking about linebackers was UG3.
1: Hmm.
2: What did we think? Played better. I still don't trust him.
3: No, I don't either. <laughs> but but he, he he came he came to play. He made some decent yeah. plays. Um, nice special teams play. Um, very nice special teams play. But uh, no, I don't I don't either. I don't I don't trust him just yet. Yeah, he still hasn't got the I still
2: don't know if he moves quite right. Uh it just looks a bit heavy footed or something. I don't know. But maybe maybe you could have said that about Vince Williams. But I'm not sure. I'm not I don't I think he's on the Vince Williams career path. Do you? I don't know. Mm, I uh, don't know. Vince was. They're both. What was what was uh, UG three? Vince was a sixth round pick. What was UG three? Was he a, was he undrafted? Oh jeez, I don't even remember. I don't remember. <clears throat> but, oh, excuse me. How long did it take for uh, Vince to start seeing the field? Because we had, we had Timmons then. Um, mm. Three, three,
3: three seasons, yeah, two, yeah. two or three seasons. Because he was, a, he was always a demon on special teams, man. He was a, he was that guy. You go to the game and you, you know, you just when he hits, you just hear the the pads pop. Like you know, it's it's really cool in person to hear. And, and he was,
2: he was that guy, man. He could always hit. Yeah, but UG three was that in this game. I, thought. I mm-hmm. thought he was challenging that, but maybe the injury set back. Maybe. You know, next year or something, we're, we're talking more about UG 3 I don't know. Yeah, maybe. We'll Hopefully. That'd be nice. So there, there's that game. We've got That's anything more to say? I mean. No, I don't
1: know. I don't know that we do. And,
2: uh, hey, this,
3: this mentioned Ben's accomplishments. Did you guys see it? I, I don't know if your broadcast, if they showed it. But, man, I'll tell you, fifth, fifth all-time in wins, fifth mm. all-time in passing yards, and eighth all-time in passing touchdowns. And, and there's there's been, let's see how many, uh, one two three four five six seven eight eight quarterbacks all-time NFL career have passed for 60,000 yards or more. And Ben's one of them. And only three of those guys have won multiple Super Bowls. can you, know, you know who the three are?
2: Uh, you've got to be Brady. Brady. You've got to be Brady. Manning. Yep. And Breeze. Nope. No. Could you say Simon? Oh,
1: no, you, no, I said we Breeze both, as well. We both, but that's it, we both said the same. Um, wait, wait, wait. So
2: 60,000 yards. And, and, uh, and one multi- multiple
3: Super multiple
1: Bowls. Oh, that rules out Breeze. Sorry, what were we both doing? Montana? Uh, that's mul- too early, right? Uh,
3: multiple you, Super Bowls. Uh, Montana never passed for 60,000 Yeah, I wouldn't balls. have thought right.
1: um, um, two Super
3: Bowls. so. Two So you got Brady and Manning so far. Yeah. Eli? No, too,
1: no, too, too many
3: yards. No. Right? Hey, let, let me tell you the quarterbacks who have passed for 60,000 yards, because obviously it's one, one of them. Yeah.
1: Wait, 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 wait. Let's try and guess that. That's that's more fun. Sorry, <laughs> okay. no, wait, wait,
2: so You've opened Reeves up the game, the, Cam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, can't, you can't shut down the game, man. You started out... oh. Wait, wait. So, okay, so, we, so wait, so what seven. are we guessing so, now? So Hang on, let's lay out the rules of this. So wait, so there's, there's seven outside of Ben, and we've got Brady and... No, there's uh, six
3: outside of Ben. Ben's six outside
2: one. of Ben. So Ben, Brady, and uh, Peyton Manning.
1: And this is just 60,000 yards.
2: Okay. So so Breeze has to be in that.
1: Yes, Breeze. And yep. Marino
2: has to be there. Yes. Uh, so we've got four more. Uh, Rogers. Two more. Two more. Yeah, there's six total. There's there's. All oh, right, two more, two more. Okay,
3: was Rogers in seven total? No, Rogers okay. is not it. Mm. Philip Rivers. Yes,
2: one more. Oh. Okay. Hmm. Um. One more guy, and he's the guy that's won multiple Super Bowls. Mm. Damn, yes. we should know this. He, he no, he's not one
3: of the guys who won multiple Super Bowls. I believe he only won one. Okay.
1: So who was the other guy that won multiple Super Bowls that did this? Come on, come on, guys, you got to know this. I'm getting so confused. I'm confused about what we're even asking now. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so wait, there's a guy that passed for
2: over sixty thousand yards that scored that's uh, won multiple Super Bowls. Is that what we're right looking now, for?
1: Right
3: now, Steeler fans are yelling at at the freaking computer or phone, or what, whatever. Is Bradshaw? No, Bradshaw oh, never I, passed. I straight. thought that's what you were going yeah. for
1: when you said Steelers fans are screaming.
3: You got, yeah, I am going for that. Brady and Manning. Who's the third?
2: Wow, why can't we get this? Why have we got mental block? Who? Come on, guys. This is bad. Yeah, yeah. it's really bad. I'm sitting bad.
1: here and I'm like confused
2: i mean our way? i mean surely not
1: okay let me tell you the guys got
2: that two are... well
3: you did did you get the? you didn't get the seventh guy who's passed for sixty thousand yards yet right
2: no you right, didn't get no the... we didn't no we didn't get that okay uh, i thought
1: that's what who mm, we were guessing
2: we got yeah that's where we were uh this is tough rich give us a give us a second and don't make us feel stupid uh <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs>
1: you're gonna you're gonna do that to yourselves when i'm t- so amused about like <laughs> What's going on? Are we guessing the person who's had 60,000 yards and two Super Bowls? No, no. no, no.
3: They're two different people. Okay. Two different people. You already guessed one of the guys. Never mind. Who's the last guy to pass for 60,000 yards?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um, I hope there's someone listening to this who's followed my train of thinking and is totally confused. Uh, I think think I'm with you. Um,
2: I'd say... uh, Warren Moon probably had it, but he, he half of his career was in the UFR. Uf, for uh, sure, he would have. You're yeah. right, he would have, but it's not uh, him. Cause... Uh, so it's not him. So uh, Kurt Warner was like running groceries. groceries for half yeah. of his career. Uh, he would have had it if he'd have played the whole time and not yeah. bummed out for half of it. Um, so who else was a like absolute passing monster? And we should definitely know this. It's probably some guy. Uh, it's not Aikman. He didn't do that. Uh, Don Marina. I said that. Oh,
1: okay. so you got him already. I
2: am. Um, Do you want a hint? Go on, give us a clue.
3: He's appeared in a Hollywood movie.
2: Okay. Elvis Presley. Appeared... Not... <laughs> yes. <laughs> appeared <laughs> in a Hollywood movie. A quarterback that has appeared. It was starring Ben Stiller.
1: Starring Ben Stiller? Night in the Museum?
2: Nope. Okay, now now we're guessing movies. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it has turned into a movie podcast. Yeah. Meet,
2: meet the fuckers. Uh.
3: Oh, it's a good one. It's it's, it's, the it's it is, uh Brett Favre. No, Brett Favre. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, God. Force. God. How did it take us that? That like, was geez. awful. What my I doing? Okay. Sorry. When you, when you get the next answer. You're gonna feel even worse. What Hollywood movie? What are we are you still guessing. Something about Mary. Oh, was he in that? Oh man, that's a good movie. Remember, Ben Stiller calls him. It's Brett. F- Favre. Favre. <laughs> <laughs> okay so what, what what's left on the table okay out of those seven guys three of them have won multiple super bowls you already guess, guessed uh brady and manning
1: so out of it's ben Ben's won multiple that's right super bowls. oh ben, yeah. oh i oh, feel we like... we didn't, realize, oh, okay. didn't realize ben was right. still on the this table this is where i was thing. getting so confused I thought we'd yeah. already said Ben. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, th- I, thought, I thought I thought we were were guessing outside of Ben. Sorry. No.
1: no, no. Okay. Right.
2: Okay. That's that's why we didn't say Ben. Obviously. I was
1: lost because I didn't know if we were guessing people that had thrown sixty thousand yards or people that had won two Super Bowls. Yeah. <laughs> right, okay. But anyway, it's...
3: that's fine. I mean, it shows you the company. I mean, what he's done in his
2: career. That's that's pretty
3: pretty great company, yeah. Brandon Manning. Yeah.
2: I mean, who who? Yeah. I mean that that is there there's not one uh, one QB in there that's not worthy of being in you know on on the Mount Rushmore right I mean that's that is the route Mount Rushmore it's not like there's one like I don't know JP Lostman or someone that snuck in there through 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 accident they're all absolute elite quarterbacks
3: Yep yeah
2: yeah I'd say Rivers maybe a tier down I don't rep- know I I think he yeah, I think if 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 he'd won a Super Bowl or two he he'd be held in that regard for sure but he didn't you know, mm.
3: but uh, yeah, I agree. He was a great quarterback. Charge a curse. Yeah. He's
2: yeah. like uh, a proto-Matt proto Stafford, you know? Is it. Matt Stafford season. a touch
1: overrated? I keep wanting to bring this up.
2: I think I think that now is this is the year to see.
1: A little bit. Like, not loads, but like, I feel like everyone thinks he's the saviour, and I'm just like, he's... Uh... He's like the step below the, the QB you want. No, no, that's not fair. You, you do, you know what I mean? Like He's not like the Aaron Rodgers, Ben, I don't this know, level he, we're talking he, about. He has
2: like three or four games a year where he is sure. the best quarterback that week. So did Joe Flacco. And, yeah, and, and look, exactly that's where I was going. Exactly where I was going. Look what happened. He could go on a run. Oh, sure. Yeah, I'm not saying he couldn't
1: him. win a Super Bowl. Definitely not. I'm not saying that. but And he has got the pieces around him. But I don't know. He just does things sometimes where I'm like... Uh, Come on, I don't know. People get a bit overexcited.
3: You know what I was thinking about when when Ben was t- taking his walk around the stadium. I was thinking about when he was drafted. Do you guys remember when he was drafted? Oh,
2: no, Did you? Yeah. Did yeah, you yeah. watch it? I didn't did watch you? the draft. We couldn't. I don't think we could watch the draft live then. Maybe we could, but oh, okay. I'd, 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 it wasn't coverage covered like it is now. If if anybody ever meets Ben, ask ask him this question
3: because I, I I certainly would. But when he was drafted they were they were going through the draft and the giants selected philip rivers somebody from his table i don't know who it was it was a guy slapped a water bottle across the room <laughs> like like he was ticked so i would i would ask him were you hoping to be drafted by the giants or was your team hoping you were drafted by because that was obviously a, you know it was it was pretty obvious that the guy was ticked off you know so that made made me wonder
2: well that's that's a, like a uh, alternate reality yeah. Somebody but, should. I mean, that, um, sorry, go on. But I was going to say that was, you know, a stacked defense in those days on the Giants. Maybe that would have been a good. T- I mean, we think of it, you know, it seems laughable now, but they went to two, two Super Bowls. Maybe that would have been a good good situation for Ben. Mm. Mm. And, and then what? Know. The Steelers would end up with
3: Eli? No, Eli, I think. Uh, oh, that's a good point, would they? Because he wanted to play for the Giants, but would he have? Would he have wanted to play for the Steelers? I don't even know why he didn't want to play in San Diego. Do you guys know? Have you ever read?
1: I oh,
2: no, I don't know.
1: They've always been quite coy about it. I think. <laughs> but yeah. it's interesting because imagine if that happened today. There was talk about Trevor Lawrence doing it, right?
3: Mm.
1: Very early. But I think yeah. Yeah. I can
3: understand it. I, I can, you know. Yeah. I, you know that's that's really important who drafts you and you know look at look at players that have been amazing players who are just wasted away on bad teams.
1: Well, this is one of the biggest things that British people that you talk to about American football can't get their head around that the players don't have a choice in where they go like that. Oh, because like obviously that's not the thing with any British sports. So that's always I don't know about you, guys, but when I have conversations with people that don't know about American football and they're talking, you know and they're trying to engage about it a little bit, they're always like, wait, so they can't just choose what team they go to? And I'm like. Well, no, because they are happy to like play for any team. They're just happy to like be in the NFL. They just want to be in the NFL. And they're
2: like, yeah, only, well.
1: only when they're when they're drafted and um,
2: and yeah. then you say, you know,
1: parity and that's what
2: makes the sport much better. And then they go, oh they look off into the distance and think yeah. about their life choices. <laughs> and then you know you walk away smug.
3: But you know, it's not bad now because you know, after what, four years, you know, you can become a free agent. But back in the day when you know, when the Steelers had their dynasty, there was no free agency you know, so you had players like OJ Simpson, you know, besides his off field things, he was amazing. And and he, he really, he, I don't even know if I think maybe he played in one or two playoff games, maybe, but he was always the guy that the defense keyed on completely. Like they didn't care about anyone else, but him. And he still broke big, big runs, you know, he was amazing, you know? And, and so at that time you, you didn't have a choice. That's it. Whoever drafted you, you know, unless you, unless you, you know, Refused to play for that team, you were that was it?
2: Yeah. Was he was it OJ the first a thousand yard rusher? Is that right? Or
3: first two thousand yard
2: rusher. Two thousand yards. Steve Van Buren was
3: the first thousand
2: yard rusher. Ah, oh good, good intel. So what might what what uh what was uh Barry Sanders record then? He got two thousand yards, didn't he?
3: Yeah, he got two.
2: He got two thousand. So what was yeah. what was what was special about that compared to Barry Sanders then? Because Barry you Sanders know. did it in fourteen, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I th- I, th- I think maybe OJ did it in 12. Sorry, maybe? sorry. I mean, I mean, I mean, sorry. I mean, OJ did it in 14. Yeah, I'm not. I, he did it in less than
3: Barry, but I don't know what the difference was. Um, mm. But because um, Barry, Barry was the
2: first one to do it for a while, right? But he did it in the last week, didn't he? It was like it was. Touch yeah, it was the two yeah, it was the last game. Yeah, the last game.
3: I think he played the uh, Jets, if I remember right. Um, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it had been a while, and then once he did it, then other guys, more guys, started doing yeah. it. It
2: seemed. Was Barry the first one to do it since OJ? I'm not sure. Know. He may have been. I.
3: He, it's it's definitely possible. Yeah, it was definitely 100...
2: like a landmark thing, Barry. Yeah. Down over oh, the 2000s. Oh yeah, it was still it was still a big thing at that. Time. I mean, it still yeah. is. I mean,
3: you know, when's the I last? Mean, we're going to hit
1: multiple 2000 this year, are we? Jonathan Taylor's already there. Least. but I don't know if anyone else is going to yeah. reach it actually. Are they not? I think I saw something the other day, and the closest was like sixteen hundred. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Oh, about right. it. I don't. Know. I don't think Derek, I think Henry? Was.
3: Did Derrick Henry do it last year? Yeah. 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 I mean, that's more. That's kind of more. I think what you have to shoot for these days. It's just too. What do you have to average to get a thousand yards these days? Forty-eight yards a game, yeah, something it's, like. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not yeah. hard.
1: Um, oh. Please carry on the conversation. I, I tried to say that I need a sound drop for this, but oh, I, I dear, need I to into the toilet. I'm, I'm like, I've been like, say, like, oh my god. Okay, two minutes. Please continue this conversation, or alternatively, talk about the Ravens game. It's up to you. No, no, we will wait for you to talk about the Ravens. But uh, I guess, I guess,
2: what's what's the landmark for for QB rushing? I mean, is it the first QB to rush for a thousand? I mean, is that ridiculous? Maybe that's ridiculous. Is it the didn't, first QB... you, didn't Jackson do it? Yeah, I thought... but I mean,
3: did he do it? I thought he did, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Uh, I need to check that. Yeah. Or how about hey, how about in the 70s when it was hard to do? Blyer and Harris did it in the same season.
2: No way they did.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's incredible. Yeah. Was there any was there any pass plays at all at that point? Um, that well, they just were the, definitely just the occasional long bomb. From, yeah, they were definitely more of a headshot team.
3: <laughs> yeah, they were definitely more of a running team back then, for sure. That was uh that was their game. I mean, look at the uh, Vikings game. I mean, that was a r- running running game with with some nasty defense. I think the Vikings at the at halftime were like minus four, or minus six in
2: yardage. How what was the how what was the splits like? How how did it work? Was was uh was one was it thunder and lightning? How did it? I don't even really know how it was sort of split up. Well, Franco was the fullback. People, a lot of people don't know that, and um, and
3: Blair was the tailback. But when they had a single back, you know, if they had a single back in the game, it was it was Franco. You know, he was playing the tailback um, position. But um, you oh, really? know, he so, was...
2: so, wait, so wait a second. So 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 Franco in single back, Franco was out there. And then if they went to a two back set or what I formation, Harris was the fullback, and then. Yeah, I don't. I came in at tailback. I,
3: I I don't know if yeah, it was it, it was it was interesting because I they ran a lot of um what did they call that formation? I I don't remember them running a lot of I but they ran a lot of split um you know one back on each side of the quarterback. Yeah, they ran a lot of that, and I don't remember how much I I formation they actually ran. Um, so he, what, he he
2: was fullback in name rather than
3: yes yeah yeah and mostly in name but um, he did you know he did block for B- Blair as well because they had a lot a lot of times they were both on the field at the same time in that split formation but I'd, I'd have to look it up my memory's failing me right now about the eye formation but I I doubt very seriously if Franco was the upback I'm sure Rocky was the upback if they ran the
2: eye wow. So it wasn't like it wasn't like a sort of a straight split of duties. It wasn't like they were spelling each other. It was, I mean, how would no. it compare to sort of Chubb and, and Hunt? Or I guess it's totally different, right? I mean, Hunts a passing down back. You, you didn't have passing down backs then, did you? Or, or
3: no, they ran. It wasn't no, they really didn't. They ran a lot of two back offensive systems back then. The Steelers did that. They they were both on the field at the same time, and and two two receivers in a t- in a tight end. They ran, that, they ran a lot of that personnel back then.
2: Uh, to go back to Lamar Jackson, yeah, you're totally right, man. He did it in 20, 2019 and 2020. I'd forgotten that. Mm. So, yeah, of course, because he was the first quarterback to go for 1,000 yards rushing and passing, right? Yeah, I believe so. So, yeah. so is, is that going to become become a more normal thing? I was chatting to uh, uh, my buddy Ran at work. He's uh, he's not a Steelers fan. He was saying, you know, he he he, he said to me because obviously he watched, you know, the highlights of Ben and everything. He was going, the the Steelers. It's, it's obvious what they should do. You know what he's going to say? The Steelers should sign uh, what's his name? Uh, Huntley, the the, the Ravens backup QB. Hmm. I was like, oh, well, it's interesting. It is interesting. He's playing well. Their yeah. passing game hasn't suffered he's he's an exclusive rights free agent so because I, I immediately checked out what his, his status was i can't see any any offer that the steelers put in or <laughs> match right because they, they yeah. don't want that that playbook i mean that guy <laughs> it, it, it intimately knows the playbook they don't want that information going to the steelers do they so i was like well, I, I i poo-pooed that but nice idea yeah it'd be great plus they don't want to they don't want to face
3: that guy either with you know the fear of him running the ball and Najee running the ball <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure that yeah, you're right. They they're not going to
2: do that. No, know. they're not going to do that. But can you imagine? I mean, that, that actually is is as a go back to slash days. So like a bridge guy, probably wouldn't be that expensive. You'd have to you know do a, a lucrative enough deal for to, to prize him away from the Ravens. But actually, not a bad plan. Mm, can
1: no, you, can I throw one out at you, Gav? We're we talking about QBs.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So you've been talking about um, Aaron Rodgers all this time, right? Obviously, and Aaron Rodgers is. Um, a dream
2: scenario, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it seems now like Aaron Rodgers is going to be going back to the Packers, right? That seems to be the prevailing wisdom at the minute. Um, now with that, he thought he's going to want more money, right? So he's going to go back if he gets that. Maybe they look to uh, trade John Love. That's a tough one. Now I'm not saying um, that's what I want, but I'm just saying Steelers ring up inquire about Aaron Rodgers. Hey, you know, you can't have Tom Brady. Here's Jimmy Garoppolo, you know? That's like
2: the last girl at the dance, right? You're hoping for more. You end up with Jordan Love. (laughs) You're slow dancing Jordan Love. I don't know. All you need is love. Yeah. He looked bad. I mean, I I think if he'd he'd have showed something, it would, uh, the the trade for Rogers, you know, if if he looked better and Rogers looked a little bit worse, maybe that that trade would look more likely. But mm, I'm not sure. The likelihood is going down by the week at the moment.
1: Maybe we'll trade for Baker. Ah, please,
2: no. <laughs> I'd rather have Derek Carr over, over Baker, I
1: think. <laughs> If Derek Carr was on this t- uh Oh, I was thinking David Carr, never mind. Yeah, I'd rather well, you have you Carr. You're bringing
2: well. David Carr out of it. I,
1: I, I thought you were saying... I thought you'd said David Carr, and I was going to be like, if we had David Carr, he'd just go on about how good his brother is the whole time. No. But I,
2: I, I, I'd be happy with Derek Carr. I think he's... Yeah, pretty solid.
1: I would, but that's the problem is that the reaction is like, yeah, you know.
2: He's had some good performances. Actually, do you know
1: what? If I'm if I'm going to back up my own point about Najee carrying offense, he's exactly the kind of quarterback you want to get.
2: Yeah, who would you rather, Derek Carr or or Teddy? Well, yeah, I think Teddy's like the sort of meridian, right? Of like, if you've got a worse QB than he's he's like the Dalton line now. I think. Mm. In that he is a functional QB that can can get you to an eight and eight, right? Which is seems to be Tomlin's goal at the moment. So I I I think I'd take Derek Carr over Teddy. Oh, definitely. And the only problem is that Teddy would be a free agent, and Derek Carr you'd have to trade for. Hmm. So you're giving something up, but
1: I actually think the likelihood is more that he stays now that Gruden's out, as well. Yeah, yeah,
2: it's possible. Yeah,
1: yeah. Sure. anyway, Ravens. Ravens. Well before we well, we're playing the Ravens um at Portaloo Stadium in week eighteen. A week that shouldn't exist.
2: Portaloo death trap.
1: Yeah. A week that shouldn't exist in a stadium that's too dangerous to exist. <laughs> um The Steelers so let's go through the playoff. I'm sure everyone knows, right? The Steelers need uh, to win this game and they need the Jags to beat the Colts. Um need to, old, old T Law to, to pull something out of the bag.
2: Not the greatest of uh, what-ifs. No, it's if not. that, then, then. i yeah. got to say. I it's mean... not
1: great. Um, but the Ravens also have a similar thing. They need the, the Colts to lose to the Jags. They need to beat us. And they need the Dolphins to lose to the Patriots. And the Chargers to lose to the Raiders. So they need a bit more time. Wait, wait. I, I, I wasn't
2: aware. They need the Dolphins to lose to the Patriots. Need, and yep. the Chargers to lose to, lose to the Raiders. Yeah. Mm. So. I bit... still feel that's more likely... I but, mean, but they also the need—they the, also need yeah. the Colts, though. Oh, they need the Colts to lose to the Jags as well. Yeah. All oh, right. Yeah. Of course they do. Yeah, they're done.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> it's uh, it's a tough sell for either of these teams to uh, to make the playoffs right now, but they're both technically alive, so um, this game will be played, I imagine, at full intensity. Um, at least we're in it, you know. I suppose. I don't know. What a great ending for Ben, right? I mean, yeah, yeah.
2: you couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't script it better to end against the Ravens, could you? I mean, it's a shame it's not against Lamar, but
1: yeah,
2: is what Lamar, better, is Lamar definitely
1: ending? out for this? That's what okay. I heard. Okay. I wasn't sure. Yeah. So, oh, that changes things a little bit, actually. Hmm. Mm. Hmm.
2: Have you have you heard different? I mean, I, I no no, I, I I've literally heard he nothing.
1: I didn't know if he was going to be ready to go for this game or not because he's he's been out for like three weeks now. It's been more. Serious yeah, I think so. I think
2: they've they've, they've shut down. You know, yeah, like I think that. maybe
1: it's time. I just wondered with them still technically in the playoff race, whether they would still try and get him back out there or not. But I guess not. Nah, you
2: could be looking at an RG three situation where you just ruin him.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm looking for the TJ Watt sack record in this game. Definitely. That's, that's my, my the number one thing on my priority list. Um, Dig, you, you, if he gets that,
2: yep. that's it, isn't it? It's oh, okay. yeah. It's done. deep yep. boy. I mean, I mean, head to head in that game. I mean, who who is he up against? Garrett. Who else?
1: So oh, DPOY. Uh, yeah. Mika Parsons is the prevailing one now that everyone wants to try and give yeah. it to.
3: Well, I heard that somebody from PFF said Donald should get it again. Yeah,
1: Donald. Yeah, um, PFF Steve said that Donald should get it publicly, which would annoy me so much if, <laughs> if that happened again. Not because Donald isn't great, but it's like, come on, let's just let's give TJ the nod this year for his cumulative efforts over the last three years. Do you know what I mean? And it's I mean, okay it... to recognize Sax as well.
2: You know, it's like yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, exactly. It's a big thing. <laughs>
1: I'm just. What were so... you gonna say? Sorry, Rich come? Oh no, I, uh, I can't. Oh, remember. sorry. Um, I, 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 don't know. It's just like because the detractors want to say like, oh, you know, it's not just a sacks record. It's like, well, he does all this stuff. He's literally the defensive player of the year, right? It's the defensive MVP. Who's more important to their team than TJ is to this one, right? And they want to be like, well, you know, Aaron Donald's double teamed on this many sacks, or Miles Garrett's pressure rate is point two percent higher. Shut up, nerds. That, you know, that goes <laughs> that goes back to a, to an old age
3: um, debate. Is the MVP the guy who's really the most important person on the team? Who who without him, that team would would you know be the worst? Mm-hmm. Or you know they they need him the most. This this player, he's he's a great player, and they need him the most. You know, more than any other team needs a player, basically. Or does it go to the best player? You know, right. that's that's always been the argument. And that's the
2: question about the word valuable, which is the problem, right? It should just be best player if it's best player. I agree. It should be just best player. Yeah. That's it. Most valuable player. You could argue it's the kicker or the punter or something. Yeah. They're never never winning that award, are they? No. You could could say that over the Ravens history, Justin Tucker's been their most valuable player.
1: Mm.
2: But he ain't winning that award.
1: Well, I think that, TJ's been the best player and the most valuable player, so.
2: Yeah, I do too. I agree with
1: <laughs> you. So. <laughs> so it's fine. Whichever way you look at it, I'd be so upset if TJ didn't win it this year. I mean,
2: Sax is great, but I think what's underrated is his his backside pursuit in a run game he mm-hmm. is next level. I mean, it's. Show me someone else that does it better than he does it. Oh. I, I can't think of
1: one. And uh, you know who he's up against this week? To get that sack record. Big Al.
2: Right. Big Al, rest in peace.
1: Familiar face. Now, did was TJ playing in the first Ravens game? Or was he out for that game? It'd be interesting to know what he got in that first one.
0: Mm.
1: Mm. Uh-huh. I'll probably find that in like five minutes. Um. What else are we looking for in this game? Because he's kind of dead outside of that, right? I mean, I don't think anybody expects the Jags to win. Now, the Jags are going to play at the same time as the Steelers, I'd imagine, right?
2: Yeah, I don't know the schedule. I,
1: it's going to be brutal. Be it's going to be sleep.
2: horrible. I, I kind of imagine like the the uh, the Colts are going to go out to an early lead, and it's all going to be done and dusted.
1: But and then, the all, the first quarter.
2: yeah, exactly. And all, all we're going to be cheering on is the set record.
1: Yeah, and you know what? That's enough because not that it's going to be kind deal- of
2: like the end of uh, Don't Look Up.
1: <laughs> oh God, no! Let's not talk about the end of that film. Oh my God, we could maybe that could be today's kebab corner. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, that, that triggered me, man. Sorry.
2: <laughs> I, I was going to say, you know, this this uh, Ravens team is very stingy against the run, right? It's, it's it's actually the best in the league in terms of rush yards allowed. So this oh. this isn't going to be, you know, the the fanfare and the the uh, walk in the park that maybe we think it is because Lamaza
1: Quick one. TJ
2: Walt in the first Ravens game, three and a half sacks. Oh, there you go. Ooh, ooh. All right. Oh, nice. He does on, that. <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> My hands are burning with how much they're rubbing there. <laughs> but um, while we're talking stats, uh, Ravens offense, most plays run in the league. And, um, mm. yeah, so, I mean, you know, the, the defense can have their work out, but it, they don't have the the, the rushing proficiency they've had in previous years partly because lamar's out so you know maybe not such a stiff stiff test for the defense but definitely a stiff um stiff tense stiff test for the offense so we'll see um, dj being out is interesting
3: mm, yeah.
2: because he is ben's comfort blanket outside of the red zone right obviously Mooth is the uh, red zone blanket so who do, who do we think is going to get called up? We've got uh, Steve Sims, Anthony Miller, little shifty dudes, or Tyler Vaughns and uh, Dave's boy Rico Bussey as the kind of um, big outside guys. So who who are we gunning for there? Yeah, I I'd get, quite like to see I'd quite like to see Miller a bit of Miller action.
1: Yeah, let's get that Bussy out. But yeah, I want to see Miller too because that catch he made was insane.
2: Yeah. Or, or we've got um, uh, Cody White of course, who, who who may be ahead in the peg yeah, order
1: anyway. I would imagine it probably will be Cody White.
3: In the first game, D.J. had eight receptions for 105 yards and two touchdowns. Mm. Yeah. yeah.
1: So that,
2: that's
3: a big ask.
1: The passing game that. is in molasses enough without D.J. <clears throat> being there. So I do think that's going to have a big effect.
2: If it was me, and it, it never never goes the way when I say if it was me, but um, if it was me, I'd want to see what Anthony Miller's got because the guy had so much potential yeah. in the draft and um, you know wasted on the Bears flashed a tiny bit in the game that he, he did show so I, i'd like to see let's let's see what this guy's got maybe he maybe he you know you can let some guys go and miller could be signed for a cheap deal
1: hmm.
2: he's already in town
1: yeah i'm bored with that
2: but yeah i'm hayden out rich's boy green's out so that's that's an addition by subtraction but um so it's, it's bad that Hayden's out. I mean, so what have we got? we got? Witherspoon and Sutton and Lane. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. Uh, one, one thing I wanted to ask you, Bush, he's back. Mm. It's his fifth year option next mm. year. With the, the decision to be made. What do you do? I mean, I'll I tell you what I'm thinking. You know, you, you 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 buy the dip, right? You buy low. This is this is the time to extend. You d- you don't pick up the fifth year option, you extend him for two years. Mm-hmm. On a cheap deal. You don't see that though. Uh, you never see uh, that. No, but how about it?
1: Did the did the players maybe not want that? I don't know. Like would, would, the, say, would the players said, so, take the fifth We're not team? extending you, man. You you
2: no. you you sign this now or you're gone.
1: We're not extending you, we're extending you.
2: We're not we're not <laughs> we're not
1: extending you, we're yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's the move, though,
2: isn't it? Yeah. I mean, why would why yeah. would you pick up the fifth year deal? Give him a chance to to progress, and then have to sign him to a to a big money deal. I mean,
1: what would his fifth year be? I bet I bet it's quite expensive. Like, what was he the tenth pick? Mm, let's have a look. Got to be quite expensive. But then you rarely see you don't see too many of these get dropped now that that are reasonable. Like, even if they're not star players at this stage, they would they tend to get them. I don't know. He is on that cusp, I think. What would you do, Rich?
3: Yeah, I don't. I don't know how money wise all this works, but it just depends. I whatever way is 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 going to be um, that we don't have to pay him a lot of money. Is what I'm trying to say. I I just don't think they need they. He's not good enough for them to show out a bunch of cash. Um, and if it
2: comes down to that,
3: then I would let him go.
2: Yeah, but if you if you had the option to sign him for I don't know two years for ten million. So you're isn't
3: saying right? five? You're saying five million a year? Yeah. Rather
2: than yeah, paying him, rather than uh, paying him through three and a half.
3: I don't think he's worth that money.
2: I, he's I, not. He isn't. He isn't right now. But let's say let's say you extend his, you pick up his fifth year deal, and he pays on pays for three point five, and then and then he has a great year. He's absolute gangbusters. And minimum you're paying him seven and a half million. So then you're paying him the same, and and. You know, you you got him on a one year deal, and then you're looking at next year extending him for big money. Whereas you you're picking up for the two year deal now. You can kind of extend it if it looks okay next year. You can kind of rework that and extend it out. I don't know. I, I I'm kind of I'm kind of of the mind that he's probably gonna play pretty well next year. Let's let's extend him now and get him get him on board rather than fighting.
3: Uh, yeah, but okay, even if he does play well next year, that's one. That's only one year. Okay, so we've talked about that in the past that the Steelers are hesitant to pay someone big money based on one year's productivity. And then you're still you're still guessing. I mean, he he hasn't shown me anything that makes me believe he's going to play great next year. He's he'll he's improved in his pass coverage. And that's, you know, uh, uh, that's good to see. But his run defense is really, really bad. Spillane is much better against the run than Bush. You know, so I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel good about giving that guy much money at this point based
2: on, you know, hoping he plays well. Yeah, it's tough. It's it's a really tough call. And I think it's one, of, I think it's the toughest decision they're looking at, actually.
3: Yeah, I agree. It's, it is, it's very tough. I think Edmonds, you resign him. As much as a lot of people get on Edmonds, I notice in social media, I don't understand that. I, I don't think he's that bad of a safety. Yeah. You know, he's not he's not a Pro Bowl player, but you can't afford to have a team full of Pro Bowl players. Yeah. You know? uh,
1: you've <clears> already <throat> got Minka there, like yeah, how much you invest in the safety position.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Edmund's strength
2: is is that kind of no man's land between linebacker and safety, right? I, th- I think they need another center fielder. Hopefully in the draft, Norwood's not the guy, I don't think. They need they need a guy to be grooming um like Richie Grant for instance in the last in the last five, he's not had a great year but that that kind of guy a, a proper center fielder a guy that's diagnosing behind someone to be behind Minka because there's nobody at the moment and and then you could rotate and you know you go to two safety looks with with this other guy and play proper proper deep two you know <clears throat> split safeties because Edmonds isn't that guy. I think I think you want to kind of make Edmonds more of a of a role player, where he's coming in and you know being a tackle machine, playing down towards the box or doing a bit of disguise. I think that that's Edmonds' role, not 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 every down safety.
3: Yeah, I could see that. That that would be I think valid strategy. Mm.
2: But luxury, yeah. there's there's bigger problems on the team. That's that's the issue. But you know, with the cap space, maybe that's something that you know they can look at. I don't know. Okay. Alright, where are we going? where are we going we next.
1: Uh, we'll do the picks. Oh yeah.
2: Right. Okay. Where are we? Rich. Uh you took a bit of a lead, man. Oh, man. A trifecta. Hit the trifecta yeah. again. You really did. Uh, DJ yeah. reception, TJ WhatsApp, and and the correct game. I mean me and Dave I, I was gonna I was gonna um sled Dave a little bit picking um, did I have this right? I, I, I kind of double double took when I saw the I saw the spreadsheet on um, Monday morning. He he picked the Lions to beat to beat the Seahawks. Did I have yeah, that right? I think
1: we goaded him into. It. We we applauded him when he did <laughs> that. One.
2: Wow. Okay, that's tactics because um, he's kind of fallen behind a bit. Uh, me, me and you, we got got the picks right uh, side, but nothing else. Rich, I, I felt yeah, hard actually. done
1: by though because the bloody Witherspoon got a pick in the first quarter.
2: Yeah, it was, oh, was close. It was close.
1: I actually thought you had it, and then I
2: checked the stats. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, TJ's first sack was there. So, so the scores at the moment: Rich, you're on 19. I'm on 17, and uh, you and you and Dave are tying on 14. Yeah. So, right. Okay, who wants to go first? I have to pick up with uh, Dave's picks later. I'll go. But, okay. What are we picking? Picking pick pick the uh, survivor pick for the rest of the NFL.
1: Survivor pick. I'll take the Cowboys
3: to beat the Eagles.
0: Okay.
1: Um, oh, I don't know who I've picked. I'm guessing I've picked the Colts at some point, right?
2: Ha. Huh. Um, I had the same internal <laughs> discussion a little while ago, and you have not picked the Oh, yes, you
1: have. Oh, no. You have.
2: Have I picked picked them the same week that Rich picked them when I picked? You picked them correctly, and you won points that week, and I picked the Vikings to beat Detroit. Seems logical. They lost. Yeah. So that opens the window for me to pick up the Colts, which I have. So I'm picking the Colts to win against the Jags, which kind of eases, not not really, but eases the pain slightly. (laughs) So who are you going to pick?
1: Have I picked the, the Red Hogs?
2: Um, is it? I, I heard it was the admirals.
1: Oh, you better not, I Red Hogs are or nothing, man. I don't want any other name. I'm going to call Admils them admirals. The is bogus, man. Yeah, that's I mean, rubbish. That's trash. There's, was
2: it two two d- twenty two? Is when they're. they're not even
1: by the sea. I
2: don't know what. Is, <laughs> Rich, I, I, I'm lost on my U.S. history. I, Washington was he an admiral? I mean, I know he I was guess British, he was, right? Right. Was he an admiral? I mean, he was a general.
1: But it's I still don't not named think he was... George
2: Washington, though. Are they? He he, there's a very famous
3: picture of him crossing the Delaware in a boat, but I would not call him an admiral. <laughs> yes,
2: I mean that, that that was a famous assault, right? Like that was, that yeah. was an attack on the British. I, I'm not sure. Like riding a small boat yeah, makes you an admiral. I don't think you could be yeah. an
1: admiral of that boat. I mean, no matter how much
2: like <laughs> how many corners you have on your hat and how like you know colored your jacket is, doesn't make you an admiral. So I I don't see the link. But he might have been an
1: admiral. That, he like, wasn't. He wasn't. He was a British general, was. man. No, he wasn't. He okay. Was... That's fine. I just wanted to. I didn't want to say he's not an admiral. Okay. George Washington was supposed to be an admiral. Not just any no. admiral. He d- was going to be The dude was
2: a, 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 a freedom fighting yeah. uh, defector. I mean, you know. I don't, I don't know like, But the football you know, team is, is not
1: named after George Washington. <laughs> it's not, we don't know what it's named. No, but the, the, the town is. Well, yeah, no, I know. But I don't know. It, it seems a bit silly. Well, the team, the town's named after
2: him, and the team's named after the town. So, in, in, <laughs>
1: yeah, that makes sense. No other team. You no know, other like team. Number means... one
2: Superman hero of the country. So, you, know, I, I, you can. I don't know. I can Get down with that. I I'm can trying to think that. another
1: example of this. Like,
2: <laughs> it's like calling him lifeguard or whatever, or you know, I don't know. It's like it's not his job. He wasn't. The, uh, was there a naval battle in the War of Independence? I mean, rich. I mean, you tell me. I don't know. Uh... <laughs> What the heck?
3: What is that? Was
1: that a sound drop?
2: No, it wasn't me.
3: <laughs> I have no idea what that was.
2: Was it coming from me? I don't I don't know. I triggered I triggered it. It's it's uh, me a uh, uh, defaming Washington is triggered some kind <laughs> of That was
1: really odd. An amazing um, response.
2: Um I, you know what was the question? <laughs> uh, was there a sea battle with the War of Independence? I don't think there I, was, was there? There I was like I think there probably was. I mean the, you guys have I mean, always been known for you always have had the greatest navy in the world yeah, seems, so therefore therefore America. we would have won there may have been there may have been a blockade like i'm not yeah, saying there, there wasn't there, a blockade there, I, I think, think we was, yeah we might have sieged you guys and you know we stopped things getting in and out like money and gold and tea and yeah. stuff yeah but uh I, I don't remember there being like a big sea battle Maybe maybe I, there's a patchy history that they didn't teach us. I don't know. Yeah,
3: I don't think there was a big sea battle, but there was probably some type of engagement done at sea or in, in the bays at least, in the or off the off the coast possibly. But yeah, I don't I, think there was anything sure I yeah. mean,
2: my my patchy history is it was all moving around. With, you know, the, the the British forces moved, tried to move inland, and then they lost that battle, and then they moved up up, up the up the river, up the Potomac or whatever it was, and tried to take there and. And then and then they they kind of they had some parties and kind of got distracted and then and then and then they, they left and then they came
1: back somewhere else and and they lost the war basically. I yeah, think. it was mostly land battles for sure. Yeah, all of our ships were tied up in like France or Spain or something. Yeah,
2: uh, it, uh, yeah. I don't, I,
1: don't, I, I, I don't
2: understand the logic behind admirals. Let's hope it's not that. That's it's a terrible name. <laughs> it's it's
1: red hawks, red, red,
2: red wings, red tails. Anything's better no, than admirals. Dogs. Red Hogs. Well we'll see. We'll see. Uh where were we? This is the picks game and I've been totally sidetracked. You were picking you Have were... I
1: picked the football team
2: before? Oh you you want to pick the Admirals. Okay, hang on. <laughs> uh I can't believe you have. No You have not. Are not they technically eliminated?
1: What what? Eliminated the Red what? Hogs. Why does from that the matter? Why does that matter whether or not I can pick them?
2: It doesn't. Oh. I'm just, 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 uh, just talking about the games ahead. Oh, yeah, but
1: they're playing the Giants, who are also equally eliminated.
2: It's a, okay, fine, good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just mean
2: it's a it's a meaningless game.
1: I know, but I don't really have a lot of choices. I don't think it's I was a looking risky at risky pick. That's what, that's what I'm saying. I and, really and got the Giants a lot have of...
2: been. I mean, the Giants were legitimately not even an NFL team this week. I mean, What's fifty points. Like? That was. Terrible. They play they gorgeous, in in me.
1: New York as well because that at least that way the field can't interfere and try and kill someone.
2: True. Okay. Nice. It's recorded for prosperity. Okay. <laughs> right. Uh, let's pick the let's pick the Ravens game. Okay. I'll go first. I'm going to pick a, a Steelers win, 15 to 14 tight game.
1: I I have things competing here because on the one hand I always pick to split with the Ravens and we've already won one. I also always pick us to lose, but then you made the point about um, Lamar <laughs> you being out. That's true.
2: Hang on, what is this? One, two, three, <laughs> four, five, six, seven weeks since you picked a win.
1: Well, you. I also, you know, Lamar's out, which has tipped me the other way. But then I also think that this team was destined to go eight, eight, and one. So gonna do? I'm going to pick Ravens twenty-three, Steelers twenty. What? <laughs> 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 <Yeah. laughs>
3: rich, (laughs) Uh, This is really tough for me to pick. I went back and forth many times, um, especially with uh, DJ being out. But I'm going to go Steelers are going to win at 16-15.
2: Oh, the one-point victory with with only a point margin. Wow. We both went the same. Okay. Low scorer, one-point margin. That's the first game,
1: 2019, right?
2: All right. Okay. Who wants to go with offensive play?
1: Uh N- Najee rush. Simple. Let's keep let's keep running them all.
3: Okay. Rich. Take a Najee reception.
1: Hey, can okay. I pull out a lesser spotted stat in this section? Go ahead. So Najee right this year has had 366 touches. Only 37 of them have come in the red zone. Hmm.
2: That's Ben's Ben's eagles.
3: I have no idea how that's happening. That's coming from my phone. <laughs> is it really? <laughs>
0: yeah. Tidal boarding.
1: I have no clue. Rich how that's has got like emergency national yeah. updates coming in.
3: Yeah. That is a trip. I don't know how that's wow. happening.
2: I mean, I mean, you're welcome to take over sound drop duties if if you feel like you know, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not cutting it.
1: But try and keep it relevant. Yes. <laughs> 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 uh,
2: right. Defensive play. I've gone. I, I, I've thought long and hard about this. I wanted to pick a Witherspoon interception, but I've gone no. It's gonna, all the action's going to be down at the uh, at the line of scrimmage. Cam's probably going to tip a ball, and Devin Bush is going to make the, the, the oh. difficult decision uh, uh, with the fifth-year option. He's going to get a pick, so I'm going to go Devin Bush interception.
1: Um, I didn't have to think about this at all. TJ, what sack? Let's go. I hope so. Sack record it has to be done.
3: Yeah, I hope so. That'd be great. Um, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know what to take here. Uh, let's go... Uh... Does it, has anybody heard um, who's starting? Is Latterbrook starting again or is Wormley back?
2: I, I hope Wormley's back because it could be, it would be the revenge game Wormley versus Big Al. It? I
1: heard that Wormley was playing, but I could be wrong.
3: See, I want to take a Wormley sack, but if he doesn't play, then I'm which I've done already before. Uh let's, see. let's go uh let's go Hayden interception. Okay. Well, Hayden's out. Wait, Hayden's out. Hayden's out. Yeah. Oh, COVID, you're right. Uh, uh okay. Okay, um, right. I got to I got to go again uh for the fourth time. It's got to hit one of these days. Mika interception.
1: He's not on the injury report, Wormley, I'm just saying. Oh, he's not? No, not at all. Um, we got Morlett, Buddy Johnson, Turner, and Dan Moore did not practice. That's it. All right.
3: Let's go. Uh, let's go, Wormley Sack. Okay. And if I hear he's not playing, guys, I'm going to change it if that's okay with you. I'll, I'll change it to Minka Interception. Okay. okay. But I would, I'll would. i give you plenty of time. It's not like I'm, the game will start and I'll change it.
1: Yeah. He's, not, that, he's not even limited, though, so I, I think he's good.
2: Okay. Okay. Good. Is that it? That's it. We're, We're at, done. Cool. It take it's not so long without Dave. Uh, well, I get Dave's picks.
1: Well, um, without Dave, it's we've managed of... to talk for two hours and fifteen minutes. So
2: already, jeez.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's good there's no Dave and I'm not allowed to do kebab corner. So um, should we just quickly talk about Don't Look Up because I think it is. Yeah, we, do you want to do that? Like, okay, so let's put a little line in the sand here. If you've not seen Don't Look Up. The, now. The, the movie on Netflix then uh, go watch it then, then come back um by uh, the dude who did uh, the big shot and vice what's his name
2: uh adam uh, mckay adam mckay that's the one yeah, yeah. Uh, both both fantastic movies very different i was i was i didn't actually know it was directed by by that guy until after i'd seen it mm. and I, I, I was like what's this guy done i was surprised i mean have big you seen shorts... vice have you seen that yeah i've seen it i ones. thought it was
1: very similar to vice in style did like, you like in I style i thought vice yeah,
2: Vice will seem more serious, more mm. less satirical. I mean, it's. I
1: don't know, man. That, that movie has end credits 30 minutes in. <laughs> but, mate, yeah. It's kind of like Maybe it's my naivety. I mean, maybe
2: Rich will be able to talk about this better, but I, I kind of took Vice at, at face value, like mm. more like Nixon and JFK. I was like, oh, okay, this is like a historical, interesting oh, no. biopic.
1: It's like quite comedic. Yeah, but, it's, like, yeah, it's, very it is, but it, it's more kind of historical, whereas. Yeah. Don't look up. This is pure satire,
2: yeah, yeah. This is pure, pure satire, political pure political fantasy, yeah, yeah. And it, and it it brings into question how how real was Vice and how real was Big Short. Mm. Is it all just a big joke? A big two two fingers up at society. I don't know.
1: Yeah.
2: You when, s- you seen the movie, Rich? Vice or Don't Look Up? All of them.
3: I did not see Vice. I did see Don't Look Up. What do you think? Uh, I you know I have. Uh, I have a, a friend of mine who was like, oh, they're, you know, they're just all this crap. They're, they're, the president's supposed to be Trump and this and that. And <laughs> I didn't look at it like that. I looked at it like that's basically a political, a political leader. And, and you know, the, and the other guys like a, your typical tech, you know, giant, yeah. you know, whether it's jobs or, you know, or, um, Gates or whoever, um, and I I thought it was, I thought it was funny, but I thought it was, you know, it's, it's sad to say this, but I thought it was dead on in a lot of ways. Mm. You know, it's, it's grossly exaggerated, of course, but I think that's, that's pretty much the way it goes. I really believe that, you know, unfortunately, and, and not just in the United States, all across the world. I think that's kind of the way it goes. The political leaders are, are like that. And the, a lot of these people in big business are like that. And yeah, but yeah, it's it's a good movie. It's interesting.
1: It's uh, it's the first movie that Leonardo DiCaprio's ever got rotten on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, critics did not like this movie very much. Yeah, why, why, why not? I don't, I don't get it. I the, mean, there's, there's like a... a disconnect, I think, between movie critics and the kind of comedy I think that that McKay does sometimes. Because Vice didn't do well either. Did it not? Because I love Vice, man. Yeah, I, yeah, I absolutely it loved it. Um, I actually think I like Vice more as. It, uh, what
2: I'd say is I think Vice was a better movie than this. But I think the experience, the, the the kind of the the emotional like connection that he finds on this on this movie is is really quite special. Like there's, yeah. there's not many movies I find where it, it it affects you for a couple of days, and this yeah. this one really did. Like it, I felt. I mean, I, it, it's tough because I I've been through some things in the last two or three years where I can I, I still think I suffer from post-traumatic stress and, um, uh, basically my, my, my missus getting cancer. Right. And, uh, this film kind of tapped into that, like the, the kind of, uh, there is no escape. You're done. Like, and, yeah. and, and you're, you're screwed. And, and what do you do? Like, what is the point of life? And these, these kind of existential questions that you, you're facing that, I mean, maybe that's just me, but this this movie captured that perfectly. Like yeah. it it was brilliant for that. Um, and anyone that's been through anything like that, it kind of, it's it's a weird place where you're suddenly in a glass box of emotion, like whatever. To quote, uh, to quote uh, Anchorman, you know, you're 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 experiencing th- something, and and the people around you are just going on with life as normal, and and. and mm-hmm. That was brilliant, man. The, the depiction of that, of of these two scientists that are going around, and and the rest of the world just seems insane to them. Like, and, and when you've been there, it, there's not many times where you see that depicted in film so well. So that that's that's why I liked it more more than anything, more than the satire, more than the political commentary. It was a depiction of the desperation yeah. of of yeah. being like mortal, like our own death. We don't deal with our own death very often at all like we 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 we, part of our condition is to reject our death right and just to think that we're immortal and 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 our society that's that's how our society operates so this film absolutely more than any of the hollywood blockbusters there's been films made about this very topic before like armageddon and um, deep impact and all these things none of them captured on on the individual scale like yeah. this movie did. It, it, I think it was a work of genius for that and you can leave aside the political stuff. That's just a bonus for me. That That's why I loved it.
1: That, that's very well put because I think that, that's exactly how I felt and I think that's what people are missing about it. People are only looking at the political allegory, right? They're just looking at the mirror because it's a very obvious satirical mirror, right? Between this and global warming or, or you could even say COVID, right? I watched the first hour of this movie thinking it was about COVID before it triggered in my mind that it was about global warming. Yeah, because you've got you've got. Whoops! There goes my glasses. <laughs> yeah, you've got the um the experts right, yeah, and like don't yeah.
2: don't 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 look don't look up right. The, the title is don't look up. Don't look at the experts. Yeah. Don't, just don't don't listen to what they say.
1: But what you said because you mentioned the the final scene and obviously it's spoilers if you've not seen this movie. But like I said, turn it off. Um, that final scene where they're all just kind of sat around the table, the ones that knew about it and the ones that tried to do something about it, and they've just accepted. This fate, and then that last line killed me. And maybe it's cliche. I, I don't know, but that last line from Leo killed me. Um, what do you say? We really did have everything, didn't we? Yeah. Didn't think about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I I just had butterflies in my stomach. And I I before I even watched this movie, this was probably the worst possible movie for me to watch. When I did because I have already been feeling anxious lately about this stuff. Not asteroids, obviously, but like what you were saying about you know. What is the this existential crisis stuff like? What is the point of what we're doing? You know, what about societal collapse that's coming? Like, what about this, that, and the other, and this stuff that just just grinds me to a halt? And I've been, I've been having major anxiety about this lately. And then I watched this movie, and oh man, <laughs> that final scene knocked the wind out of me. And uh, like you said, had had me thinking about that for days. I mean, it wasn't wasn't enjoyable, was it? No. Like the after yeah. the after
2: effect was not enjoyable for me, and and, and other people seem to be just. Uh, yeah, it's kind of funny, you know. It takes yeah. a piss out of Trump and blah blah blah. And it, and it was, was funny. Like, what, but... What, what, yeah, but what, like, what are you missing here? I don't, yeah. I, I, it's and, scary. What, I, it's a horrible. Ha,
1: it's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, absolutely terrifying. And and how how do the critics miss that? That's what I don't get. Because you put yourself in Jennifer Lawrence's shoes in this movie, right? Um Because Leo's character kind of gets caught up in it all, right? As as the movie goes on, if you put yourself in in Jennifer Lawrence's shoes, which is where I was in this film. As the audience surrogate, like that, that that feeling of frustration is one that I think a lot of people have felt in the last couple of years about various things, right? Whether it's COVID, whether it's global warming, whether it's whatever, right? And that is just a feeling that's so close to home for me. And I thought that he nailed that. Yeah.
3: What do you think, Rich? Yeah. No, I agree. There were so many uh, things about this movie that you could you could dive into. It, it, so many uh, situations and. Uh, you know, you look at the social media aspect of it, be- you know, besides the political, uh, the global warming, but there was just, you know, how people are just so caught up in social media, how, you know, these, how these, uh, these people on TV, um, how everything is just so fake and phony. They're more worried about their ratings and are more wor- than, than, you know, than a, a serious crisis that's really staring them in the face and how just what's, you know, What's become of society these days? And and it's it seemed like for a while, you know, the girl and in DiCaprio were the only two sane people, you know, on the planet. And yeah, it was good. I mean, I thought it was really brilliant. I thought the 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 final scene was really powerful. It was scary, you know, but it, it was it was powerful too, you know. Um, yeah, just just I I, I definitely recommend it. It was a good movie.
2: Well, um. What do you think he was trying to say with the the thing that kept popping up with her being fascinated by why the the <laughs> the, the general charged her ten dollars for I a drink? I love that drink. that was my
1: favourite yeah, bit. Yeah, but what, what
2: what was that? What is I mean, clearly there's nothing in that movie where this he's making a point with everything, right? Yeah. So what was that? I, I couldn't work that out. Like she even though she she knows the world's ending, she's obsessed with the minutiae. So is that her foible? Or or is it that the military is exploiting everybody for financial gain like what i i, I like, like her i became obsessed with that point and then i was like i'm i've become obsessed with that am missing the point of the movie like she was so is it a trick is it like a writing trick is it like a device i i and i don't know what the answer is
1: i don't know I, I didn't take that as deeply i just i thought that was a great bit that, that kind of did point out how it was more to stress home how ludicrous people were in this world where he was a general that was the point right he was a general he could afford all this stuff but he still had the innate selfishness to charge them for it and i think that that was what it was getting at like yeah so is that an allegory for the for the for the military in general is that the, the
2: military industrial complex like you're 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 hurting people just for the sake of hurting people
1: I, yeah maybe I, don't yeah. Know I just thought it was another example because he did it with almost every character outside of The Scientist, right? And, and even, even Leo eventually became obsessed with their own self-interest, right? And, and everyone did it in different ways. Um, every character had different, like you said, different ways that they uh, cared more about their own self-interest than this giant incoming asteroid. Uh, and, you know, that was just one example of setting that up. Um, I don't know if it has a deeper meaning. Maybe it does.
3: I meant to Google that after <laughs> I watched I just completely forgot because it... Yeah, the way that the director style obviously in this movie, it it did have a deeper meaning. I'm sure it was taken from something. And there's always been, you know, I don't know about how it is over there, but in the U.S., there's always been this line that the military. It started, I don't know, a long time ago, but there was a rumor that for a, a, a toilet on a submarine cost two thousand dollars. You know, it was, in, and then a hammer costs you know a couple hundred dollars. Like there's that the military supposedly overpays for everything that they get and. And uh, so I don't know if it has anything to do with that or I don't know. But there was there was definitely a meaning to it. He just pushed it too much that, you know, the writer. Right. But we but need, yeah, we but need to investigate. That,
2: yeah, because you, you, it's not clear, like it's not obvious. So that, that that intrigued me. Like that was an interesting as it intrigued the, the main character. And she you, she's dealing with her own death. But actually, that's what she's she's thinking about. I don't know. I thought it was, I thought that was interesting writing.
3: Yeah. Well, there was a couple things that you might not get unless you lived in the U S and I can't, I wish I could remember what they are, but I remember thinking at the time, like, Oh God, that's ridiculous. You know, but they made, they made jokes of something that has happened. There was a couple times they did that. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'd like to watch it again and then Google a bunch of stuff and just see what other people's theories are or if somebody actually knows.
1: I just had do a quick, see oh sorry I, I just had no, a no, very no, go quick on. Google and there was a, a screen rant article about it and then a Reddit post about it. why did the generally don't look up charge for them for the snacks people saying that it's it's uh, just a smaller scale version of exactly what the the CEO did so it's like mm. a a mirroring of like a foreshadowing of that basically so that he because
2: he Charges basically do something he already he free. doesn't
1: need this stuff he's already got the money to to do this stuff so he could. Do the thing that would save you, right? I'll give you the food. But he's looking for a way to profit off of it instead, even right. though he doesn't need to. Which is exactly what the the tech CEO did in this movie. Right?
2: Yeah. Oh, or, or it's like, you know, the, the whole concept of of land ownership. I mean, it, it goes so deep. That's yeah, yeah. such a brilliant point. It's like land ownership. You you know, you're you're paying for something which technically belongs to everyone anyway and is free, right? It's like the, how can you possibly own land? It's like when you think about it, it's nuts but yeah we're so ingrained we're so brainwashed oh yeah, it's his property your property my property i sell it to you blah 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 how can you it's like it's millions of years old you're gonna live to a hundred how can you possibly own something which is way older than you know everything that's ever existed in human civilization but yeah we do and we consider it correct um yeah okay that's just a personal stick but um interesting what was the last movie that was so divisive between critics and and uh, audience rating? The the one that I can think of inversely was um, the middle Star Wars movie out of the the, the sequel universe. trilogy.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah, the last the last Jedi, right? Where, I where think where that's the, the best one. The critics loved it, and the fans, apart from you, apparently. <laughs>
1: I hated it, but but you know why? Because it's that is pure nostalgia. That's why critics liked it. That's why fans didn't like it, and that's why I liked it. Because I, I don't I have nostalgia. Don't know for if Star it's Wars. nostalgia, it is nostalgia. I don't it's know not if it's what nostalgia. Star Wars is to people. No, that's why it's they didn't actually, like it. you're
2: incorrect. On uh, this. I'm sorry. I'm coming down on you hard <laughs> with this one. I, I I agree. It's an okay movie, but in taken in the context of Star Wars, which is where you're calling nostalgia, I'm calling it's a film within a universe. It's just bad. It, it it breaks the rules of the universe that it's in. Oh,
1: Star Wars breaks the rules of the universe every time they make a movie. And then they just find no, the they do not. They no, just... they do not. No, no, no. That's wrong. There's canon, it sticks to it, and then
2: suddenly those three movies, Force Awakens and then the other two, Last Jedi, and, and they just they were three abortions that should be deleted from the canon of Star Wars. Just look at the, t- the TV stuff they're coming out with now. Much better. Far better. Stuff that that respects the universe that it's it's been born into, not those things that are just railing against the fans and the universe. Horrible filmmaking. The
1: the only reason I say this is because you know that I I didn't grow up a Star Wars fan, nobody cared about it, so I got into it late, right? And I just... I loved the imagery of, of The Last Jedi, and I loved the idea of the Jedi being everywhere, right? And that boy with the broom and... Yeah, obviously the whole bit with finn and the the, the woman that yeah that that bit's not great but outside of that the movie's fantastic
2: okay rich <laughs> where'd you come down on this uh, the great debate
3: i don't like any of the jj
2: abrams star wars movies <laughs> it's not I a jj abrams
1: movie though it's uh what's his name ryan, Bush... johnson. ryan johnson Ryan Wh- Johnson.
3: who oh who um was this which one is this the third one
1: the second the one.
2: middle one the middle one
3: and then who directed the third one
2: that yeah, JJ. JJ. So What'd it's JJ and then Ryan Johnson and then Okay, JJ. but it's
3: – it's JJ set up the the universe there. I mean, he
2: set up the storyline. But I think and that, that guy, was – Yeah, that was, kind of... well, that was the right? And then Ryan Johnson absolutely trashed it and right. then JJ had to save it, but right? The, no, like, no,
1: oh, that's such total a bad mess. take.
2: No, it's not a bad take. That's what happened. No, no. I was literally on the set. <laughs> and they, were, they, were, they were writing additional lines to try and, right. and explain how I things that Ryan Johnson had messed up.
1: No, but did, yeah, but you're saying that he messed them up. Did he mess them up? Or was he just in the right place and J.J. Abrams re-messed them up again once he, like, wrote into... So, 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 so
2: what you're saying, you, you want a, a guy to come in and ruin everything that's happened in the last, like, 40 years.
1: It didn't ruin everything that happened in the last he did. 40 years. He did. What did it, is this because they jumped through the starship? Is, is this what yes. this all comes down there's, to? There's various oh, whatever. universe the, We can problems. come up with any reason we want why that works or doesn't work. Like... I don't care about okay. that stuff. I, like that is not what makes it a good movie or doesn't Okay, make well, it a good let, movie let's go it. into the third movie then.
2: Oh, wait. So wait a minute. Now we can jump multiple we can track through people through hyperspace. Oh, See, this you're getting everything.
1: Too, you're getting too caught up in the minutia of the universe. Nothing makes sense that they live on a, a world with all these with with three suns and there's a giant all, all worm in charge. consistency. Consistency. It, like, come on. This is not this is not real world. This is not real. We got real world. You've got but to if, give them if some you plate make license rules, at some point. Then then stick to the rules.
2: And let's enjoy the, the, the universe is better when the when the rules exist and you and you live in it and then you can tell stories about people on some some scummy little planet where nothing happens and there's no force powers, like Boba Fett or, or Mandalorian. You can tell interesting stories, not you know no. highlight real Hollywood trash like what we were served up where it's like that we break trash. all the rules.
1: Yeah, so that is literally the what the other
2: two movies were.
1: This was dip- <laughs> we
2: can we can break all the rules so that so that we can make pretty pictures. Oh. <sighs>
1: That's what happened, man. It, the, okay. those, those three films well, should be rejected yeah, Well, as we'll just, we'll just. I
3: agree, I agree. We'll just they remake really the
1: original Star Wars instead, then, and just pump that no, out. Again. Okay, wait, well, all right. Well, so we'll, we'll make is a what new the first planet, was. a new universe
2: where people that like the Last Jedi can can remake the prequels, Finally, and, and we'll just have our universe where we can have a diff like not those movies. There aren't I don't want two more. Movies.
1: There aren't two more beautiful shots in all of Star Wars. Then uh, the scene fighting the Snoke dudes in the in the throne room or whatever, and then the scene uh, on that planet where the, where uh, you know the red planet, the red salt thing, the salt where the guy licks the thing and goes, "Hmm, salt." I don't remember that bit. <laughs> I don't remember that line.
2: It's a line. It was written. I don't know if it was a pickup line or <laughs> written just in the script, but it was there. And I, I don't I don't go to I don't go to Star Wars for beauty. I go other places for that. You know.
3: Simon, have you ever read the uh, books that used to be canon before these trash movies were made? <laughs> that,
2: I haven't. That, that heir to the empire? Okay. Is that what are talking R-
3: about? Yeah. The, well, I don't know. No, I don't know if that's the original ones, but there was a whole series made about, you know, the solos and the kids, their children. And, you know, just picking up after the last star Wars movie. Yeah. The Timothy
2: Timothy uh, Zahn ones, right. It started there. I, I don't remember. With, it might, uh, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Thrawn and, and the, uh, the, the, the crazy Jedi in the mountains. Yeah. That's what well, re- read through just, or listen, they have them on, um,
3: audio books read the first three or listen to the first three. And, and tell me that those books, that those movies are better than those books. They they were awesome. I mean, I wish they would have made those movies from from the books. If they would have stayed on track from those books, it would have been fantastic. The stories are great, way, way better. than when, Well, when, i
2: tell you what, you don't even need to. The, um, someone last two weeks released Air uh, to the Empire, the pre right? Mm-hmm. So they've, they've pre-vis-ed it for Disney. Oh right oh wow uh, i mean the acting is terrible the animation is terrible but the story is, is engaging and even though you're fighting against these poor production values you can see that the story is fantastic and all disney need to do is uh, remake that previous however i've heard a rumor that they have bought the rights to those novels and they are adapting them to fit into the universe they have created and when they finish this phase, which is extensive and we will be enjoying star Wars material for like the next two years, they are going to go back to those because it, it fits in the gap, right? That th- those stories fit in between return, of the Jedi and force awakens. So unfortunately we are going to live with the fact that force awakens exists in, in the star Wars universe, but they are going to apparently adapt those books because well, that's it's going to,
3: it's going to be tough because the main there's a, the main storyline involves two of the two of the solo children.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, there's three solo children altogether, and and it, it it really comes down to the two solo children. So I don't know how the I don't know right, how they're going to do that.
2: That's that's tricky. But in terms of the first book, those she's pregnant, so they can they can make the first book no problems because they don't have to deal with the uh, universal. Crisis that they've created by making Kylo Ren, and I mean, that's my other problem in the movie. Like uh, the movies, Ray, like we never found out. Did we ever find out who she is? I mean, she she's
1: like some Force goddess or whatever. I think, but where wait, did she
2: come from? She's the just issue
1: like... with the trilogy as a whole, though, is to do with the fact that Disney didn't have a plan, right? They should have yeah. set it out, whether so... it was J.J. Abrams, Ryan, I don't care. They should have just set it out with somebody to create a trilogy. Why he started, you know, ducking and weaving and just creating and problems that, for and themselves.
2: That, and That's what happens when you, you deal with movies by committee and yeah. studios, mate. Thank God, Dave Filoni yeah, and, and yeah. John Favreau. I mean, Rich, you must have met these guys, right? Oh, um, yeah, I
3: know. I know them both.
2: Yeah, I thank God they, they these guys have saved Star Wars. I mean Kathleen Kennedy, I can't blame her. She's 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 you know she's a very important lady in the universe. I'm I'm sure she's tried to, you know, forge a way forward. Thank God the these two dudes have saved Star Wars and, and they are the heroes. They are the Jedi's, right? Filoni and Favreau. You
3: know, every time I worked with uh Filoni, he's had a, a Penguins or a Steelers hat on on set. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's from Pittsburgh. Oh, nice. Right.
2: He, he was the Clone Wars guy, right?
3: Yeah, he, that was his baby. That's where he Cl- kind of, his, uh, his, his, you know, he made his bones with that one. And if you haven't
2: watched Crime Wars, man, it is it's awesome,
1: dang, fantastic. I, I, I'm like four seasons in or something. So, uh, oh man,
2: it gets oh, better yeah, from there. Yeah, yeah, you can you can tell uh, season one and two are kind of like a little bit ropey. It's like Jar Jar, and the animation's <laughs> not quite there. Yeah, a lot of Jar Jar. Get past that. You, you're just about to hit the good stuff. Yeah, honestly, uh, season six is is
1: is amazing. I need to get back to it. I actually did it last year. Um, during the lockdown and stuff, and then fell off it, but I, I am going to go back and, and
2: carry mm. on. Right, it's worth it. It really yeah. does get better and better. It does
1: because that's where you get into a and Chloe loves the so.
2: But that's the universe, right? Yeah. That's that's universe building. You yeah. you understand it? There's there's rules, right? And there's law. And there's there's history, and 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 and, and that's and what, I, love what, that. sh- I love all that. I love all that. Yeah, exactly. What that's what's exciting about. It. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't want to watch. You know, there's only so many lightsaber battles, so many yeah. starfighter fights. What's interesting about it is it, it, it's a, it's a, a interesting universe with, with stories and, and stuff happening. And when someone comes along and just trashes all that, it hurts. It, it, and it seems like it, it's a waste. It, it, and that's why the fans get annoyed. And that's why the fans hated The Last Jedi. I just
1: don't get why The Last Jedi was the sole bearer of this weight, though, like... Because that's when I think it became it's the whole obvious. Like, you to question yeah, the whole yeah, trilogy. Yeah. My, that was my favorite movie, right? But I'm looking at it as a movie, not as a part of the whole, the grander whole, right? Because I, I do understand what you're saying, but that's the fault of the trilogy. I don't look at that as the Last Jedi's fault. Well, I, I think I think
2: it's the standard bearer of we don't care about you. That's
1: the problem. Also, didn't the Last Jedi introduce Pogs or was that the one before? Because whichever one introduced pogs gets two thumbs up from me. <laughs> yeah, but Pogs, Pogs, Pogs is is neither love or hate. Like that, that, Look, that's just a Pogs the best. Yeah, they're fine,
3: they're fine. Do Do you guys remember what uh, George Lucas said after the first one came out, and <laughs> then Disney then, uh, asked him to retract it? <laughs> He said it lacked imagination, Oof, which wow. it did. I mean, you had all these years to come out with a story, and that's the best you can do a third Death Star, really. <laughs>
2: yeah, like rehash the first film. Well, I mean,
1: that's rich coming from someone who came up with a second Death Star. Yeah, well, well okay, that's, the whole, that that's part of the reason why you don't make a third Death Star. It's already been two Death
0: Stars.
3: <laughs> I'm just saying. And even Luke's, and even uh, Mark Hamill. But after he did, I, I don't know if it was the second or third one. He said, "This, this is this is not my Luke Skywalker," and then yeah. Disney made him retract that too.
2: <laughs> do you know? Do you know what I was? I was thinking, and and time's gone by since this is a little bit of a. Hu- it's not even a humble break, straight break, right? right. But uh, a little bit of time's gone by. But um, I was thinking the other day, you know, uh, Luke, Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker, right? So he, I, I. Yeah, I I idolized him as a kid. Right. And then it came to his final scene in Star Wars. And I was holding a microphone over and and, and then he he, we wrapped him. Right. So it was his final shot on Star Wars. And I was the first person to shake his hand because I made sure I was. (laughs) <laughs> and I just kind of did it at the moment. I was like, I'm going to, definitely going to shake his hand because, you know, he's like a hero to me. And I was like, oh, yeah, Mark, thanks, man. Thanks for everything you did. And he was like, oh, yeah, cool, man. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been a fan for it since I was five. He's like, oh, we got you early. And, and at the moment was gone. And right everyone was like, oh, what did you say to him? You know, he was on his way out. What did you say? Now, like a couple of years later, I'm thinking, wow, that was cool, man. Like, I, <laughs> I was literally the first person to shake his hand after he rapped. His Star Wars journey that that was cool. That was cool, and that's I'm cool. glad I did, I did that. It. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, I—I I, I had the balls to do it, and—and and maybe you know, you know what it's like on a film set, Rich. Like, no one wants to admit that they're like a fan, but i, I, I took the leap. You know, my, my buddies like took the took the piss out of me for doing it, but I'm I'm glad I did it.
3: Yeah, no, that's cool. That's a very cool story.
2: I I hope he thinks back. <laughs> he thinks back. Oh yeah, I rapped. and that there was that. You know, because. You know, you know what it's like. We were filming at Pinewood, right? We're on. We were filming uh, the scene where he was—he was like a force ghost talking to Ray, and like the—he um, sat on the rocks talking to to her, and and there was like there's two there's two boom operators, right? Like my, my, how 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 film and TV's done these days is. We generally have two people holding micro. When when people are are apart, we have one person holding a microphone over each person because you can't you can't swing the microphone quick enough to to get all the lines. So we we, we do we do it like that, and then the, the sound mixer decides which is which is the better sound they're getting from the from the boom from the booms, which is the microphones held above above the actors, or from the the radio mics, which is the mics put on 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 them under their clothes concealed. Generally the booms are better, but it's, sometimes you can't always get it because of whatever the, the shot size or whatever. But because it was against against blue screen, we could get the mics pretty close. So the mics were close, and 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 uh, the my my buddy that I was we were there's two of us there, and um he he wasn't really a big Star Wars fan. He was like a, like a, my buddy Stefan, French dude. And I was like, uh, so shall I just I'll, I'll just take I'll take Luke, right? And you you can take Ray. And he was like, "Oh, uh, yeah, okay, cool." Because obviously, I was like, oh, I'm, "I'm doing it right. I'm taking a the scene it's in my head," but I didn't want to did say that because then he might put up some resistance or whatever. So I was like, "Okay, yeah, that's cool. I played it cool." So we did the scene, and then and then and then he was wrapped, and you know, JJ was there, Kathleen Kennedy, everyone was there, clapping him off. And um, I was like, "Ah, yeah, he's done. That's it. He's done. He's done." Wow. So, yeah, crazy. that's pretty cool. It's a great story. Yes. <laughs> Not, uh, yeah it was good man because, because i think back you know like i, I was in i was five in a, in a playground playing to be him so yeah it was cool i guess i guess it's like kids now playing to be harry potter and then suddenly you're there working with him. crazy i never thought i would get to do a star wars feature you know i've done the tv shows but i never got
3: because the, I, I, it's they're all done out there with you guys you know so i figured oh, i'll never have a chance but my buddy was working on one and Says, oh, I got a great job for you, Double and Paul Bettany, you know, in this this fight scene at the end with uh, with Han Solo. And so I was just psyched because a huge Star Wars fan, and I'm, you know, I'm one of the originals. I saw it at the theater when it opened when the movie opened. So, right. <laughs> you know, so I just always loved it. And um, I think I told you guys this before, but the, my favorite part about that whole show wasn't even fighting Han Solo. It was getting a chance to sit in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon. Right. you know while they played the hyperspace in front of me on on the uh, monitor on the um they I had these it. huge screens up you know and they sh- and they did hyperspace in front of me I, I would have loved to record it but you know that you can't pull your phone out but uh that was awesome that was just a, oh, such a cool experience you know if you're a Star Wars fan,
2: yeah, no, I, I was on the Millennium Falcon too. I took a uh, a little a sneaky shot of the chess table. I couldn't resist it. Like, uh, <laughs> oh, just a, nice! Just a, a shot from like, imagine like the most boring shot ever of anything. Just like looking down at it, like just to, there it is. Because uh, uh, like, yeah, they're pretty tight, right? Like you can't take photos of anything because uh, they'll they'll fire you instantly, right? If they see you with your phone. But I took the risk. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, the Millennium Falcon's cool, man. I, I didn't. They didn't do the the screen thing. <clears throat> But uh, we had to like the gimbal rig and I had to like, that was funny. I had to like rig microphones in the, in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon and somehow managed to factory reset one just at the worst moment mm. and had to uh, mm. like go cap in hand to my boss go, oh, I've factory reset this thing, man. And <laughs> I don't know how to make it work. So I apologize. But yeah, that's a Millennium Falcon story. Well, they
3: had screens all the way around the whole, the whole stage. Right. And they projected, you know, the the planet and what was supposed to be in the background on, on all the screens. So literally you just like, you know, front you see what's in front of you, you see what's beside you, side to side. And so uh, you know, it's kind of like what they do on the on the Mandalorian with the LED screens, but this is much bigger. This was around the whole that that's just kind of like a one stage like volume.
2: Yeah, the um, volume thing.
3: But this this was all the way around the whole set which and it was it had to be 30 feet high you know it, it was really really cool man just just a cool set to be on
2: wow because that that set um that you where you had your fight on with uh Han Solo, that was a cool set with the like slit lights mm-hmm. that was a yeah that, that yeah it was
3: really cool and they had all kind of uh um things like from from different star wars movies like they had tr- as trophies, like in these case, because this was like where he had trophies and all kind of stuff set up, mm. you know, in cases. And so it it was, it was pretty neat how they how they did that. And they just grabbed some things from past movies and threw them in there, like as his trophies. You know, it was pretty cool.
2: Yeah, that was one of the coolest things about working on it. Like we're walking around, like you know, we t- we took over a whole a whole forest. I can't remember where it was. Out out, out near Pinewood somewhere. It's like a forest. And they, they'd made a rebel base, right? And uh, there was, uh, you know, X-Wings and, you know, you're, but you're walking around and you, you're looking around everywhere and there's just, I mean, for, for our for my generation, you know, I grew up with Star Wars toys. Basically, it's just a big, I mean, like a toy set. Like, there's just Star Wars toys everywhere. Guns, blasters, whatever. You know, everything is, is, is Star Wars themed. You know, I'm just... I, I i just like in seventh heaven, and and the people that weren't into Star Wars just like, what are you talking about? This is like, what are you talking about? Uh, you, you, you're losing your mind. But I'm like, uh, look at that! It's a it's a real blaster. Look at that! It's a uh, oh that's that's Boba Fett's gun. What's that doing here? Why is that on this ship? What's that? You know, and, and these these things never get seen. But it was just it's so cool. And I, I've I've chatted to the, obviously we're making so many TV shows here now, and it. Uh, I was chatting to a, a prop guy just saying, oh, yeah, I was making shields for Gamorrean guards. And, and no one knew that Gamorrean guards were coming up or whatever in, in Boba Fett or whatever, but I did because I was making the shields. Uh, it, it's cool, man. I mean, sorry, you'll never get what I'm talking about, this excitement. <laughs> but um, <laughs> It's real, man. It's real. From, from, a, from a five-year-old boy in 1984,
1: you know? And it's not about nostalgia.
2: What have you got then? Have you, were, you, were you, were you, Harry Potter generation? I mean, what... I
1: was a Harry Potter generation. I, I, I do like Harry Potter. I'm not like obsessed with it. Um, I don't know what what my thing would be. Um, I don't. Know, I feel like maybe I idolized video games in this way more than movies back then. You know? Maybe. Um, so because it
2: was quite interesting. Because I, having worked on some Harry Potter stuff, there were there were people that were younger than me that were just
1: oh, I yeah, recognized
2: yeah. the same thing in them they were like oh my god this is like this is that this is what are you talking about you know it's but i guess i guess it has holds the same thing but what what is there now for kids i mean
1: i just think we're out of date now we don't know i mean it's all like marvel films i I suppose marvel films yeah but then are they even i feel like those are now even more catered towards like 20 something year old men than they are kids yeah i mean what's what's all this stuff I'm really excited for the next Ant Man. I gotta say, from, from the things, See, I, from the things, the fact that you just said that, right? Think <laughs> about how ridiculous that would have sounded eight years ago.
2: <laughs> but I am. I mean, the things, the things I've heard about it. You know, they've had. Have I have I, have I talked about this already? Tell me. Tell me. Have I have uh, I already talked about I don't know, this? I don't think so. Intel from the from the Ant Man set. Okay, no. So uh, they. Okay, it's called like the Quantumizer or something, right? It's like it's like dealing with like the quantum realm. Are we are we already like four hours deep i feel like we're four hours we deep.
1: are about to hit three hours i've, right, been, okay. I've
2: considered i like okay. this talk so much okay we'll, we'll carry on but uh yeah i'm really realizing we've got to wrap up so um I don't want to spoil it. Okay, if you if you hate spoilers for uh Doctor Strange and and uh, Ant-Man three, then uh switch off now. But um, I mean I might
1: hate spoilers for Doctor Strange. Maybe and 3.
2: you will. I I don't know if it's a real spoiler. Okay. Uh, okay. But but this is what I know about Ant-Man Three. And it's got me it's got me jazzed, as you'd say. It's got me jazzed for Ant Man. Are we gonna 3. leak
1: this to screen rant and make sure that the podcast uh, is featured in I'm like... sure they already know. I'm sure I'm
2: <laughs> I'm well behind at the time. <laughs> It's it's called, like, the quantumizer or something, right? It's called, like, the quantum realm or something. Basically, however small Ant-Man went in the last movie, he's going even smaller, right? He's going, like, subatomic, quantum, boson, Higgs, you know, particle level. They've had, uh, like, astrophysicists or or whatever the people that deal with, like, quantum mechanics or whatever. Like, um, they've had scientific experts on set trying to visualize what that would look like and the creatures that would exist in that realm as in what is possible when you go down that small and how you would deal with it, how things would die, how, how you would combat something, what it would do to you. Would it know whether you exist or not Are really interesting? I mean, what other film has ever dealt Hmm. with, with that level of like, you know, PhD science? I don't know. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. I mean that's that's push That is not Black Widow, right? Black Widow no, was no. was trash, right? I mean that's
1: just like more. That's like you know lower tier. Terrible. People. I mean uh, what yeah. what
2: is Marvel? Do- I, mean, I Literally yeah. embarrassed when I turned that on in front of my family <laughs> over Christmas. I was like, oh, let's watch this. Terrible. One of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> I wouldn't go that
1: far. It wasn't that far. Uh, wow, well, it was. <laughs> it was just. It, it was know, terrible. A Marvel movie. It was it, no 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 no. It no, was kind of like was, Captain Marvel or Shang-Chi, like the, the ones that are just more like I haven't seen Shang-Chi. About so, a character than about the world. It was
2: it was Captain Marvel was better than this. This was this was a, a placenta of a movie that was just <laughs> born out of like a committee decision uh, with the pandemic and just trying to like save face. I mean it was it was a movie about people talking about their their parents i mean what what was it about the action was okay but i mean i can i can get action anywhere i mean there was no story there was no plot i mean defend black widow go ahead so i mean
1: i'm not i don't want to defend black widow i don't feel that strongly about it i just i don't know i don't know that it was the worst movie ever or it was okay it was fine
3: did you guys see uh the new spider-man
1: not yet yeah yeah Great. Excellent. Would you
3: would you think good movie, huh? Oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really good. Really good.
3: Lot, lot of fun. You know, real something that you we haven't really seen in in a superhero oh, oh, movie. You've seen,
1: you seen it, Rich? Yeah. Oh okay. Sorry, I thought you were asking because you hadn't seen it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. It's uh, and it leaves it in a like a an interesting place too. And I won't spoil it, obviously, but yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's the best Star Wars. Best Star Wars. Best Spider Man movie that i can remember i know a lot of best people like Spider-Man.
3: spider-man 2 right yeah i i think it might be the best the best one oh wow. yeah i i like i like the first one a lot mm. with to- toby Maguire. he's not my favorite spider-man but i like that i like that first one a lot you who know is, who got... is your favorite
1: Spider-Man?
3: oh it's tom holland okay. I, you know i i got a chance to work with him. he's the only one i got a chance to work with and, and know and he's so, he's just a good kid, man. He's really yeah, and it's just so excited to be Spider Man. Just <laughs> like really, like you know, like someone who grew up loving Spider Man is just thrilled to death to to be the character. Not all actors are like that. It's yeah. you know, a lot of most of them is it's a job. It's another job, and they do their best, but it's just another job. But for him, he loves it. You know, so I really like to see that. I think I told you um, when we first met. I was walking with an A D and he was walking with some people, another A D and they, they introduced me and, and they go, Oh, this is this is Batman and he goes he goes, Oh, nice to meet you. I'm Spider Man. <laughs> like, oh,
0: that's cool. <laughs> that's
3: cool. <laughs> I'm like, oh, right
2: there. I'm like, I like this kid. <laughs> that's, that's sweet. I thought I thought Andrew Garfield was a pretty good Spider Man actually.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think they I all were. I love Andrew Garfield, man. He's yeah.
2: yeah I, I I was gutted when I mean that was contractual, right? It was like Sony versus Marvel, yeah. and it all kind of went wrong. But I I thought those movies were going somewhere, and I thought they were okay. I don't know. I think they get they get overlooked quite easily.
1: Did you see uh, Tick Tick Boom yet on no. Netflix? That's Andrew you know, the, Andrew Garfield uh, doing the story, of the guy who wrote Rent. No. Uh, he he is. Unreal in that he's so good that like, you forget what a fantastic actor Andrew Garfield is. Hmm, it's uh, a good movie. I don't know if you like musically stuff though, but it's a good, it's a good movie.
2: I feel like I, I, I wish they'd done like a Spider Man in the seventies, like you know when they did Superman and everything else. I just feel like I wish I wish there was a yardstick like because... a weird campy like yeah you know? exactly like a Batman yeah, or a yeah.
1: Superman yeah. I, did we not? There, I don't know. I that.
2: kind of thought they no, be. they didn't. I, I don't know. Rich did they? Which one? I'm sorry. Which one like, was, that? was there? A, like a an old school Spider-Man TV show or film or? Oh, there wasn't, was there? There's just like we, we grew up with Spider-Man in comic books and the cartoon Spider-Man, I... Spider-Man. Yeah, right? I, there I wasn't I a live-action one, was there? Like when we when we saw Tobey Maguire, that was the first ever live-action depiction of Spider-Man, wasn't it?
3: I think so. I think you're right. I'm, I'm trying to remember because there's been there were some really um. I mean, obscure um, shows or movies, low budget movies that were made that really, you know, people, not too many people saw. There was a Fantastic Four one made and they just couldn't do this stuff before the CG became prevalent. But I think you're right. I don't think there was.
2: Yeah, I mean, I feel like my first Spider-Man experiences were people wearing dodgy masks at Halloween parties. There was there was no live action Spider-Man. He was just an unfilmable character, I guess, at that point. Yeah, I think you're so right. There's, so there's no yardstick. So I feel like Tobey Maguire gets a, a raw deal. Whereas if there was like a, a Christopher Reeves version of of Spider Man, everyone would be comparing the new films to that. Mm. So it feels like a little a little rough one.
3: Yeah, I think I thought Tobey Maguire was good. I just think he he was a little old to be uh, believable as a high school kid. You know, but <laughs> I thought I thought he did a good job. You know, he was pretty good, but. Uh...
2: Yeah, my, my problem with Spider Man is that they always cast him a little, um, a little soft.
1: But that's know. the point, though, right? Like that is who <laughs> Spider Man is.
3: Yeah, yeah, he's a nerd. He's a science. Yeah, I,
1: but I, think I I've known some pretty,
2: pretty hardcore nerds in my time. I mean, <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I, I've been roasted by nerds. You know that. But he's also like not, fundamentally soft, innocent, man. like
1: that's at the core of his character because it's about the uh, things that try and I, s- take. I'd like to out. see
2: one of those kind of nerd types that's that's a bit of a bastard, play Spider Man. <laughs> that's what that's what I want. That's what I'm asking for. You know, angry nerd. No, is that is, is there is 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 that softness that we've been we've been dealt? Is that is that fundamental to Spider Man? Like the kind of down with the girls. I'm picturing
1: your Spider Man is Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs>
2: Um, more like, uh, the, the dude from, uh, you know, the IT crowd, that guy, you know, okay. the cutting mathematician dude. Why, why can't we have that Spider-Man? I don't know. The calculating, uh, you know, evaluator. I don't know. I, is that, is that, is, is, is that tied into Spider-Man? That kind of like softness?
1: Yeah. I think that's inherent.
2: Is it rich? You're a comic guy. Uh, yeah, I
3: think so. I, I mm-hmm. think it is. Yeah, I think it's inherent, like Syme says.
2: Because he's got the the what what's the aunt called? Aunt uh what's Aunt May. Aunt, aunt May. Because Yeah, because because he's got those characters that they, they they're they're making himself.
3: Well, I think Stan Lee's whole reason for doing this, you know, he actually really he didn't just come up with characters out of the blue. You know, he, he, he There was meaning behind his characters, and I think he wrote Spider-Man for those guys that, if, that out there, those those kids out there that feel like they don't belong. They don't. They're not the guy that is like gets all the girls. They're not the uh, athletic superstar. You know, that gets all the admiration. You know, they're 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 nerds, science geeks that work hard at their studies and. You know they're not the most popular people in the world. And yeah, I
2: think, but th- 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 that, that, that's my issue with the character, right? Is that the the people in my life that I've got a particular friend that's a PhD mathematician, right? He is the most cutting person, and like, he's got no social skills and not great, great with girls, right? But he's not soft. Like he's he's tough, right? He's mentally tough, like he's like Doctor Strange, I suppose. Like he's he's like. He will cut you down. He will. He he will find like the lo- the the logic flaw in your argument and destroy you. Where's that guy, represented in in the comic world? Like e- either you're like, you know, Thor, like a like an alpha dude that can like crush you, or you're like Spider Man, who's like, you know, soft and, and hidden and you know, kind of kind of meek, but yeah, yeah, has has these powers. Where's this guy? Is is my friend? Is, is he like dr doom I mean that that was his nickname right we called him dr doom at, at school because he would he would kill you man if you if you try and engage him intellectually he would crush you like tenfold but yeah he's you know he's a nerd right he's a total nerd so where's that guy represented where's that guy's superhero who is that guy who who is the superhero of the genuine nerds like the the science dudes the elon Musks of the world right that are can, can completely outthink you. Are they always villains Uh, that I mean, just the way you described them, that
3: that would that pops into my head first before. a You know, before a superhero, I mean, but I mean, I'll tell him Reed Reed Richards is, you know, kind Mm -hmm. of but he doesn't have that attitude. He's he's like that. But I think that they look at the heroes more of the guys that's kind of like, you know, not really aggressive like that. You know, it's just it's just what people are going to be attracted to.
2: It literally, the other day, right? We're, we're trying to organize something, and he said, oh, yeah, I, I better not come to that." And I said, like, "Why not?" He's like, "Cause that girl, she, you know, maybe I was rude to her, maybe she was rude to me. I'm not sure, but she she said she said she hated me." And I said, like, "Oh man, that's so sad." Like, that, that, you're in this world where everyone hates you. Is it, is he a villain? Maybe he is. I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, it just depends how he comes
3: across. I mean, and then there's the antiheroes that could possibly maybe he's an antihero. That, yeah, he, he's that like he,
2: he's like crippled by his own intelligence. Like he understands, like you know, he like serious mathematician, right? So he's like logistics and evaluation, and you're not acting logically right now. But yet that cripples you on a humanity level. <laughs> And you you can't you can't you have no social skills. I mean, that that seems to be a a theme among among the more intelligent people that I meet where they're they're like unable to interact on a on a level like where you don't insult people because you're you're unable to empathize with their lack of understanding. Like you, you understand something they don't. So therefore you you come across as rude and belittling. So does that make you a villain? You guys, those guys are villains. Oh, not necessarily. <laughs> but then <laughs> I, but then that calls into question the comic book world. Is the comic world too too simplistic? I mean because probably, it but it's the comic lines. world. Like I mean <laughs> But then we need to address we need to address our, our, our concept of heroes and villains I think like these in Marvel's, storytelling. I think
1: these Marvel movies kinda of do that sometimes. Not all the time, but like if you've been watching the Disney Plus series like um Yelena, who's played by Florence Pugh, She's kind of darting in between those places, and if you watch Jessica Jones, I know that's not, ten, uh, that's not really MCU yet. I, I'm hoping they will make it, because I love Jessica Jones. Um, she's quite... I think Jessica Jones might be what you're talking about.
2: Oh, really? Mm. Not, not so much know. the
1: nerd angle, but like the, the anti-hero who's angry at everything in the world, but can defeat... It's more through force than thinking, but I don't know, it's, a similar, it's along the similar lines that you're talking about. Hmm.
2: Okay, I think this is a, a deeper conversation. Perhaps we need to get into with with Dave. I feel like we're missing Dave a
1: little bit. Well, I think if Dave was here, we never would have dared do this to him. So, <laughs> Really? <laughs> we wouldn't have subjected him to the last hour and a half. <laughs> Zero. Dave would not have been interested. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're probably right. <laughs> um, right, shall we wrap it there then? I think so. I think we'd better add. We could have gone on, but. Um, we could have gone on. We probably will one day, but. Um, yeah, we'll see how this absolutely tests. Absolutely nothing. We'll see how this tests with the uh, the base demographic.
2: Yeah, see. We'll see if the listener drops off. And, it, and it, you know, if we, maybe we should split off into a film podcast.
1: Yeah. Well, I wouldn't blame you if you did, you know.
2: Well, I wouldn't blame you if you did. Did what? Split off.
1: No, I meant dropping off halfway through the podcast.
2: All right. <laughs> I, I meant, you know, you started your own film podcast with other people that actually know what they're talking about. <laughs>
1: I don't know anyone that knows it. You you know what you're talking about far more than anyone I know. No, I don't know about it.
2: I just watch movies. Anyway, let's talk, let's end it there.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, follow the show at UK Steelers Pod. Follow me at Cyrothis, Gav at GM Boom Up, and Dave at This Is Dave Hat. All on Twitter and follow uh, Rich on Instagram at Stunt Underscore Batman. We'll uh, we'll see you next week, maybe at nine, eight, and one. Then didn't you say this you was the playoffs? Didn't
2: you say this was going to be a short one? I think you did. (laughs) (laughs) See you later.
3: Ghost dealers.